All right, Chuck, we're back to talk AFC power rankings. Uh, how are you doing? How's, uh, how's, how's everything going on the training camps in full swing? Buzzing. I got my big workout in tonight. Blood's still pumping. I'm getting ready for NFL season just like the players getting in game shape. Um, and I'm ready to jump into the AFC. I thought we did all right with the NFC. Waiting to hear the hate mail from, from our Panthers friends, ranking them third to last. But um, yeah, I mean... Had a heated conversation over breakfast this morning with Will. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> who Bryce Young is and going to be. Yeah. I, I try to I log on to our Apple TV and the entire friggin' YouTube recommended is like Panthers training camp hype. He's he's drinking the Kool-Aid. It's out of control. Is, is he just leaving it on in the living room, just leaving hints for you? Like you better start it, talking nice about him. <laughs> <laughs> we use his account, so you know, may, maybe it's unfair, but uh I'm I mean, here for it. Keep pounding, I love baby. Price. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But yeah, it's it's the five year plan. Come on, we we can't can't get out of control. I don't know anyone outside of like the Falcons that like, or at least just like being from the Northeast that hates the Panthers. They're kind of lovable, you know. I mean, I guess people hated Cam for a while in there. It was polarizing, but they're kind of always been a fun team. Sick uniforms, Bank of America Stadium. Maybe it's because we went to Wake, but I've always had a soft spot for the Panthers. Julius Peppers jersey in my closet. Got to dust yeah, that off. Yeah, competent in in spurts too. Like they've had some really good teams, good defenses. They're, yeah, they're just not really a threat to anyone, but they actually have some really good years. But they don't really seem to like have a rivalry. I guess Giants with Josh Norman, Odell a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, that is definitely like an expansion team thing too, right? Like true, true. Came in in the nineties. Ah, like you're you're a lovable little brother, but it's a good point. Yeah, there's definitely something to that with the Jags, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're going to do AFC here. Uh, the much superior conference, saving the best for last, um, giving the people what they want. You know, lists. Everyone loves lists. BuzzFeed. We're BuzzFeed 2.0 here. Ranker, whatever you want to call it. But um, we're, we're simple people. Yeah, I mean, I guess, we, you know, we don't want to cut around it too much. We can kind of jump in. Again, we're going to do the same thing, 16 to 1, starting with worst bit first. Um and kind of as we go along, lay out where our tiers kind of cut off and that sort of thing. But again, we don't know each other's lists. So this is kind of all putting it together on the fly. I'll read out who I have, who you have. If there's disparity, we'll we'll talk it out. Um, but we'll kind of compromise and put together our, you know, mutual um, mutual list. And that's what we're going to hold ourselves accountable to for the year. We're, we're in this together, you know, so um we'll see how wrong or, or right we are most likely wrong but um without further ado we'll start it off it's i think a pretty big no-brainer at 16 unanimous <laughs> you want to say it on three one yeah two, three i think those houston texans holy smokes are, uh, are in for a tough season good luck D'Amico. well it's funny i, I do love D'Amico ryan's too i think he'll be a really good coach but um it's funny that we're doing this right after we both shared the highlight or discussed the highlight of CJ Stroud, his first pass to your Patriots. And again, we both said we're not trying to overreact to it or too early to judge, but it was just like you started chuckling yourself like, oh, this is how it starts off. It's, <laughs> I mean, that was a miserable read. Um, and it was I did, like, what is he thinking? Kind of, it's like a Madden when you miss the, the middle linebacker over the middle, but it was right to Patriots player. And it was on literally on first snap of the game, I believe. I mean, it's like, uh oh, oh CJ. Are, here, are we doing this? 
another Ohio State quarterback. <laughs> Texans traded all of that up to get him and and uh, Will Anderson. I mean, hey, maybe that's the best way to learn. At least he's not holding it back there. Uh, but yeah, no, sling it. Pretty disgusting. Yeah. Um, um, maybe a full but, season of that. Maybe it's what he needs. Yeah, I don't know if there's much to to really discuss with them. They they fully tanked, um, and they then they traded up big time to get Will Anderson on top of Stroud. It sounded like a comp. We've discussed this before, but a compromise between the owner and the GM owner wanted a QB GM really wanted Will Anderson. I think, um, and they got both of the guys, but they had to give up a pretty penny to the Cardinals. So it's kind of a shitty situation. I, I think they're by far the most talentless roster in the NFL. Um, clearly in rebuild transition, zero shot at the playoffs, even in that weak division, but they're not going to have a top pick next year, you know, to hang their hat on. So it's kind of yeah. tough. They're going to have to try and win a couple games just so it doesn't look so bad. Um, but I don't know where it's coming from. Damian Pierce is a nice running back, but man, it's going to be an uphill both ways for him. Um, Brandon Cooks is gone. There's, if you have to root for Devin Singletary in fantasy this year, I'm Holy sorry. smokes. Yeah. That's going to suck. Who's their number one receiver? Nico Collins? I think it is Who? Nico Collins. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> smokes. Man, at least they're I'm not doing the the Davis Mills charade where it's like you yeah. know maybe he needs you know four games as the starter to to show Stroud the way. But. And maybe this this burns me in case they ha- they're surprising like three win team. Um, but I think they're on zero and seventeen watch if if Stroud is bad. Like if Stroud like ends up like whoa he's actually like putting together some games he might win he could win them a couple maybe you know and like whatever in some low scoring games or something but. If he has like one of like in the Browns days where they had those young QBs just thrown to the fire, and I know they weren't drafted as high as as him, but if they have some, if he's like really struggles, there's a chance that they don't sniff a win. And if it goes that, that bad, bad, like w- would you put in Mills almost to like preserve Stroud's confidence? It, if it's that bad, yeah, especially if he's getting like crushed out there, because I think their line stinks too. And like at some point, you got to save the future a little bit. But yeah, is benching him worse? Bench. Is benching him right. worse? For the, I don't know. It's almost like you would need to to plan it out in a very pragmatic way where it's like, hey, man, you're just going to take three weeks off, get some reps in, save your body. Like, it, it couldn't be like a yank him at halftime thing. It'd have yeah. to be like, hey, this isn't our year. Uh, you brought it up. Man. There's a chance the Cardinals have the first two picks in the draft next yeah. year. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild scenario. Um, for, and it's funny because the Cardinals looked like before the draft, like the most dire team in the most dire scenario where they had a really bad roster. They were stuck paying Kyler all that money. It wasn't looking good. And all of a sudden they make that trade and it flips on their head. You know, they got a high pick this year and now they've got two for next year that probably going to both definitely top five, both if not top three, both. And it's like, whoa, also. And for a QB rich draft where they can snag a QB, flip Kyler, let someone else take a chance on him. And all of a sudden they get... Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams or something. Imagine that one and two. That would be something. I'm not a Cardinals fan, but seeing those two go to the same team one and two would be an awesome story. I actually hadn't even considered that. Um, Oh, I've been thinking about it. Rock hard right now. (laughs) Yeah, I actually would become a Cardinals fan. Yeah. Point blank. Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll we'll plenty of time to talk about him, but he is an absolute pro. It's very rare receiver at as like a true freshman is is out there like leading a team in targets and may, I don't know if he led the team as a true freshman but um he was 
so fucking good last year. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're we're here to do power rankings. Let's let's yeah, not yeah, get yeah. too far. Get, that's enough on the Texans anyway. They're far out yeah. of it. They've already we, robbed we, me enough time. I think we we have uh, probably a little more quarterback chat to to get to with with at least my next two teams. Yeah. Um. And I really have these three teams kind of in a bottom tier. The Texans are clearly in the basement, but for me, it's the Colts and then the Raiders. Yep. Same in that order. order: Colts fifteen, Raiders fourteen. Um, we'll spend some time at a later date talking running quarterbacks, going really deep on Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a hot take at all to say he's probably not going to be a great NFL quarterback this year. Um, but people do it, well, on the one hand, everyone gets a little skewed by the fantasy thing, right? He's a hot, sexy, not even a sleeper. It's like, yeah, take him as, as like, you know, the 10th, 12th quarterback off the board is that high right now for fantasy if it works i think he's probably more like 13 14 but people are taking him for the upside and then taking like a Kirk cousins to just start in the interim Uh, that's like what they did for lamar and jalen hurts this i don't think Mm -hmm. he's ready for that holy smokes wow so i totally agree i think he's gonna stink honestly (laughs) (laughs) it's this weird deal where like if you put anthony richardson in Greg Roman's system in Baltimore in in 2018, like maybe there's a world where like yes, Anthony Richardson, like he's capable of of helping an NFL offense move because he's an insane athlete and all that. But he stunk as a passer in high school. He stunk as a passer yeah. in college. I actually have some high school stats. This this is pretty unfair, but. How far uh, back just, does this go? Holy smokes! Because he was it, awful at Florida. I don't care what people horrendous. say. I don't care how bad their team was in the SEC. He he was bad in college. He had a good week one, and he was horrendous after that. Yeah, fifty four percent completion rate in in college. Uh, he didn't even run the ball that much. His yards per carry was insane. But yeah, like I'm not saying he's not a great athlete, but yeah, Cam was like the most durable monster of a, of a college football player. Yeah. He's, he had the best single season we've ever seen in college. Yeah, and Lamar like tested that. Yeah, it, I mean they were Heisman it, winners. It was, Richardson exactly. was like barely a starter. A truly dominated best player in the field every snap. Uh, his high school junior year, um, his completion percentage was forty nine percent, and his senior year he, he did get it up sixty four and a half percent, but he th- only threw for fourteen hundred yards. They were two and four his senior year before he got hurt. Um, oh really i just don't see it like and who (laughs) this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek like who maybe he was like 6'1 190 at that point right right, Um, right. but just at no point does his pedigree give you the sense that that he's going to be a stud i think he's far more likely to end up like trey lance than lamar jackson Mm. i'm with you i'm with you on that if like you had to put it i always use the expression of gun to my head which way am i leaning definitely way more that uh, more Trey Lance side. Again, different players, different situation. I get it. Um, yeah. So my quick journey on it was when I first, like way back when, when I first heard that like Richardson was being talked as like first overall, I was like reviled. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, here we go again. It's the classic um, combine porn. This guy, he's an athlete, jump through the ceiling, throw the ball through the roof. Um, all all this like, look at him. Like we've never seen an athlete at QB like this. It's like, well, he he's not really a QB. He stinks. So it's like at least stinks at throwing. So he's really, he's really not a QB. But like, um, I I, I couldn't believe it at first. I was like, well, more just like, oh, these GMs are doing it again. They ignore the college tape. They ignore the other stuff, 
and they just like look at the not the intangibles but the the um the measurables and like the draft day stuff and all this and like how he throws without pads on and no defenders in his face and no defenses to read it's like oh like a second or third round pick on him sure and take him as a project i get that totally qb is important enough for that but a top 10 top five pick on him i get it wasn't a top heavy draft but i couldn't believe teams were doing it again now since then i've seen a lot of people come out like pumped up about him and some of it's all just training camp hype and i'm like trying to i tune that out but it's people like on podcasts and just like friends and stuff that normally wouldn't buy that stuff not that they're mm-hmm. experts but they're like oh i actually think he's going to be good or at least fantasy relevant or do you know he actually could be really good and unique in the nfl and i'm like really so i'm still not there yet i'm still with you i think he he's got way more bust potential um than even being decent um totally with you there what I will say is like more of a bigger picture thing because we've alluded it to before about the trend of running QBs. So my thought was like, what has, has there ever been a quarterback that was mediocre in college? And that's a generous for Richardson, just like statistically an on-field eyeball test. Has there ever been a quarterback that was mediocre in college that was really good in the NFL? And like maybe like some undrafted guy or something, but he probably dominated at a small school. I can't really think of one. Like I'm talking about like they could have had a four and eight record or six and six record, but he probably threw for a ton and like looked the part. Um, but really the only in, yeah. in draft season, I th- I'm probably taking the words out of your mouth. Josh Allen was the only name. Yeah. Thrown. That's the only one I could think of. And even he, he was eight and four at Wyoming. I know it's a small conference, but he still had better numbers than that. And Josh Allen required a huge leap in the NFL to go Massive. from like decent flawed starter with upside to being a superstar. And we've never seen that kind of jump. And since then, everyone's chasing that. So like, yeah. again, you said you brought up the high school stats, which I didn't even know, but it's like, the, like you're a good high school player. You get weeded out for college. This is just like basic logic. In college, you get weeded out for the NFL. In the NFL, you get weeded out from like practice squad to being good and like great. It's like it's just the next step in everyone's career. Dating back to like elementary school and junior high. This guy hasn't excelled at any level, but he's just been that physical body. I mean, a great runner. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take that away. But like from a passing standpoint, it's like it's not like he was a mate. Like it just never been there once. So it's like, why would it develop in the NFL? Is like some all these offensive coordinators think they can fix him or unleash him, and like they're just drooling over the intangibles. It happens all the time, and I get it because if it does hit, but it's like you're using a top five pick that draft capital on like such a lotto ticket. Um, but what I will say as a caveat, I don't know if it will be Richardson, but it will come in one of these days where I'm proven wrong on that, where it's like the mm-hmm. game is changing so much. Their edge rushers are so fast. The defenses are smaller, but really fast. There's so many good athletes in the league. The training's different. The diets, the way the game approaches, it's pass happy, but it's it's fast. It's, it's quick. Um, and with just the defenses that are so fast with the pass rush, um, and like, and the emphasis on not on co- on running backs, but on quarterbacks. You need a mobile QB. You don't necessarily need a guy who could sprint twenty yards down the field and burn everyone. You know, um, like Kaepernick did back in the day, or something like that. But you need a guy who can evade t- sacks at least, like Mahomes at the least. And if you have the true running aspect, like Lamar and stuff, that's a huge bonus. Uh, longevity and stuff. We can. I don't know. I'm no doctor. We can get a, at a different date. But there will be a guy who comes along who is pretty raw as a passer, and is like wildly underwhelming as a college on his college tape and he actually does break out in the nfl more extreme than josh allen it's going to happen one of these days just because the game is changing who's that going to be i have no idea so it could be richardson so while my original was like i can't believe they're doing this again 
I've gone from that to like I don't know if it's Richardson himself. I don't know enough about quarterbacks, but I'm o- at least open to being like he could be the one that does it, but that there will be at least at least there will be one that does it at some point because the game is changing on the fly so much, especially and it's seen with the running QBs. If that makes sense. It does, and we don't need to spend a whole lot more time on it. Yeah, um, we got sidetracked. I, I agree. Well, no, and if part of me wants to go off for like twenty minutes on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put a governor on myself, honestly, because yeah. uh, I agree. Everyone like seems to be very critical of, of Florida's offensive scheme, and like, is it Billy Napier? Was he there? Like everyone's yeah. like he stinks. Like the the OC that thinks they can fix the guy. Like that's totally right. true. And but it's just like five different ways that we've talked ourselves into Anthony Richardson because I do agree that at some point yeah like someone is going to break the mold and and just be so good at running that it actually opens up like their ability to play football and it actually the game slows down and they really do take a leap that they weren't able to take at the college level uh and maybe that's Richardson but yet just the level of play was so low at Florida yeah the SEC is really good competition sure like, I don't care how tight the shackles are of a certain offense. Like, if you're good enough, your composure, your chemistry with your teammates, your ability to to put touch on the right balls, like, you're, you're just going to get the job done and win yeah. football games. That's my uh, point. Yeah, sorry, continue. Were you going to say well, something? That, that was basically it. Just like, it, the, there, there's some intangible, like, are you a great football player and winner in in guy that just gets the job done uh yeah. basketball skews that way way more than football so right. again you know, it's it's fair to to you know not judge a guy by the team's win-loss record in, in football quite a bit but i just don't see it it's that simple do not see it i'm with you it's like how how many excuses do you have to make for the guy you know for it to rationalize draft him at four overall it's like well the offense exactly. dunk, the florida was way less talented than the sec it's like this and that it's like if you don't well, have dude, a good quarterback you have nothing just right. take shots at it but it's like at some point it's like okay. how many like how many excuses you're throwing just to, just to be like you took that pick it's like we're it's it's gotten to the point where I'm not even talking about his positives it's just like well we're we're trying to excuse the negatives because there are so many and it's like man like maybe you just shouldn't take that guy or like wait to the second round or something because like Hertz had the flaws like Lamar had flaws as passers but they were unbelievable in college so again someone yeah. will break that mold I don't know if it will be Richardson. But man, there's like a lot of excuses piling up for like his flaws in college. And again, it could work. It just feels way more unlikely than not. So Colts, yeah. you know, and they I think took it a could, swing. It could really work in fantasy. Like he might be the quarterback 13. Like a Fields? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but truly be bad at, yeah. at offense. Um, um, yeah, fair enough. Right. And I just think for Colts too, just in, in terms of their tank, the Jonathan Taylor story is, saga has been absolutely ridiculous. And it's kind of like, the exclamation point on this whole running back off season of like paying them and whatever. And of course it's Jim Irsay, the most unhinged, you know, owner in the game right now, um, you know, getting his nose in- involved. So I just like think it, I feel bad for Michael Pittman right now. And I think it's a long road for the Colts, <laughs> unfortunately, but I th- I'm glad they're done with the QB carousel of like the washed up vets, at least. <laughs> Just they might yeah, have made another it, mistake. That yeah, it was getting really back. sad. I almost yeah. feel like every offseason we need to pick the quarterback. Who, if the Colts were still doing that, like who, who's this year's Colts? Because like I yeah. feel like Kirk Cousins, twenty twenty eight, put him on the Colts. Like yeah, they they just they had a a little, a little fetish for absolutely 
like feet in the sand. Yeah, it was hard to watch. It was like watching was bad, bad PDA or something. It's like, should we look away? Should we interrupt them? Tell them to stop? Like, it's just getting gross for everyone. Yeah, they got to know we're disgusted. Yeah. Right? Like, their tongues are down their throats. Like, let's cut this out, you know, for the best of everyone. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's, then, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to make a really, really horrible uh, little segue into Jimmy G and his dating with a porn star. Let's, let's oh, yeah. Just- Pretend that didn't happen. Scratch that from the drawing board. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> the Raiders, though. Where, where are you at? This team feels like they're in absolute no man's land. Josh McDaniels feels like, at least to me, that everyone that's been under him as a head coach hates him, and that doesn't really feel like a coincidence anymore. Um, so I, I don't, I'm, I'm so I'm out on Josh McDaniels him. as a head I, coach. It's hard not to be, yeah. Maybe as an OC in the Patriots system or whatever, but he's just one of the guys that's not he like in the long line of Patriots assistants that aren't good as head coach that try and bring their Patriots way um, or whatever they do in their system over there and are like really from their success with the Patriots or seem like they're st- stuck in you know stuck in tunnel vision in one way and won't listen to others and have a huge ego. He keeps getting chances because he's super young and supposed to be this wonderkin offensive guy. I don't see it working anytime soon, if at all. I, I, I'm so out on him on being a head coach. He seems, as you said, to ostracize more people than not that are good players, good coaches in the league. Um, it, he brings in the same kind of retread players, Jimmy G, you know, from his days in New England, um, who's downgrading from Carr no matter which way you look at it outside of, you know, his San Fran, you know, cushy Kyle Shanahan system. Um, I don't even know if I need to spend too much time on the Raiders. I think they're pretty forgettable. They're an absolute mess. Poorly run, top to bottom. They've been a, a just a vortex of um, miss like missteps and and controversy and all of this. Um, maybe Jimmy G brings a stability, stabilizing force. They get five wins or something. I think it's more likely Devonte Adams wants out by week four, and it's like yeah. I am done with this. Him and Jacobs need to move on. Um, they don't have Jacoby sake. Myers on the other side to throw right. a win. Like, yeah. Well, Maybe Hunter Renfro gets a, a 110 10 catch fantasy season from Jimmy J. But um, I, I don't know if there's much to talk because at least the Texans' Colts are rebuilding. It seems like the Raiders are by not by choice, but because they're just so bad. Um, and it's like they're trying to stop the bleeding with Jimmy G. I don't know why, but I'm so out on on McDaniel's, and I don't really have much else to to add on them. Yeah, I just feel I, bad for Devonta and Jacobs. I think we've spent too much time already. <laughs> I'm exhausted. And they're in a hard division, you know, and so like it's yeah. they're going to get crushed this year. No doubt. Uh, uh who's your who's your 13th team? Cracking yeah. into the mildly uh realistic contender category here. So yeah, that that cleans up the category of like not we spent already way too much time on them, but just like not going to be relevant there should be doormats and punching backs especially in the AFC that has so many good QBs. So 13th, you're not going to like it. But it, I put them there. Um, the Patriots. It's reasonable. It's reasonable. Um, I think so. This tier, I kind of had a, a bunch of teams in this tier, but they're in it for different reasons. I think the Patriots and, and Steelers and some others are very similar, where they have very good head coaches that are good at certain aspects of the game and will always raise the floor of the team. So it, mm-hmm. it's never going to be a four thirteen unless they intentionally tank. But like a four and thirteen season, they'll always be seven and you know, seven and seven, eight and eight, fighting for a wild card potentially. Um, if they do sneak in as like a seven seed, they're not winning that game. They're probably getting blown out. But that's where the Patriots at Patriots are at right now. They'll always be good at special teams. Their defense is really good. I don't believe in Mac Jones. I haven't believed from from day one. 
I will acknowledge for Mac, he was absolutely set up to fail with Patricia and Joe Judge's co-offensive coordinators, which should be a huge black mark on Belichick's record because that is egregious and inexcusable on so many levels. Like it's actually laughable. Uh, it's beyond laughable. It's 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 mind blowing. Like that was the worst experiment I've ever seen. Patricia was a failed defensive quarter and head coach and kind of a douchebag. And Joe Judge was a, talked himself out of a job with the Giants with horrible press conferences and terrible job there. And then they're he's a special teams coach. And then they combined to make one horrendous offensive coordinator. So like Mac Jones was set up to fail with that. I, he can't be any worse than he was last year. I think the reports of him being like bad in the locker room and stuff are overblown when things are bad everyone's upset that's what goes yeah. on i mean they have some nice running game pieces ramondre and whatnot so I, I think they're sitting there in that eight and eight and seven and ten at worst eight and nine maybe nine and eight if it goes right but the reason i had him at 13 is again we talked about this it's con- it's your it's your roster your coach all of that but also path to the playoffs they have mm-hmm. by far the hardest division in football they have three teams that i think are really good or at least talented that are better than them on paper they might sneak out some wins on them but i don't see them doing what like they're going to get probably cr- well belichick knows those teams and whatnot but they're probably going to re- have a really tough time in that division and the entire afc so it's like when you're that limited in upside and talent, it's hard to compete in this conference. If they were in the NFC, I'd say there's a de- decent chance they sneak in the playoffs. But AFC, I think it's going to be really, really hard. And because of that, I have them at, at the bottom of this tier. Before talking rankings and, and kind of looking at this, for me, a, a four-pack of teams here, uh, did you hear, I don't know where the reports came out from, I'm guessing Patriots beat reporter, uh, apparently Joe Judge was going around to the offensive groups last season and, you know, just checking in and, and like, you know, giving some insight to like the wide receivers or whatever, trying to. And obviously these these position groups have their positional coaches. And apparently he would leave and the positional coaches would turn to the players and be like, ignore everything he just said. Didn't they start locking him out of like offensive meetings? I actually, I, I heard rumors of that. It was like, yeah, it kind of got delineated. It's like, hey, we're, uh, we're just going to, we're gonna divide and conquer here, Joe. It's so uh, humiliating as a as an offensive wild. or like as a coach when the other coaches like tune that out, whatever that yeah. gibberish was. The guy with fifteen <laughs> less years of experience. Like, Belichick is Woo! truly the only guy who could have gotten away with allowing those dudes to coach offense. Like maybe Andy Reid, obviously, but you know if, if you really wanted it. But like it, it was so inexcusable is a good word. Like. It's it's hard to fathom that it even happened, and you only get to do it because your your stature is what it is. And it, yeah. for me, it's just such a mismatch. It's like, how do you have such great judgment for for so long and then allow that to happen? Um, is, but is Billy losing it a little? Uh, he just needs more friends, man. <laughs> yeah, Tom is gone, so he's just Bill, like Bill O'Brien. The butchin? I, I don't know. Butchin O'Brien. So who, I, I'm actually like kind of kind of optimistic on on what Bill O'Brien's going to bring, but I I think. To pull back to the Pats in this season, yeah, I always enjoy asking fans of, of other teams, like, is your quarterback the guy? And it was a really fun conversation with Eagles fans like a year and a half ago. Like, is Jalen yeah. Hurts the guy? Uh, and, and most people will be like, well, what do you mean the guy? And what I really mean is, do you see this guy winning you a Super Bowl or at least being a, a consistent uh, playoff like contender like a realistic chance like Trevor Lawrence sure you might not see it this year but you, you at least think he's he's got that ability and I think Mac Jones is going to be a lot better this year I think he's capable of of being a 
solid NFL quarterback, but I don't think he's the guy. Like I don't, I don't really see the upside. And with the way the league's yeah. going, like, he's just not really cut out to to win in a shootout. And so without some sort of shift in the way the the season breaks down where it's like, actually, you know what? These three dominant defenses are three of the best six teams in the league. Like unless it, it starts to feel like defense can really lead a team, um, yeah. which of course it, it feels like it's going the opposite way. I just, I don't know if he's that guy. Um, yeah. So I had the, the Patriots a couple spots above, but I'm going to give you four teams that I have in these yeah. next four slots. And let's, let's try to work out, how how we rank them here sure because i had this as a, a tier in itself okay patriots steelers as you mentioned mm-hmm. and then the titans and the broncos same four i have different order but i had them bunched as the exact same and it's funny um because they all have the same um like field him and the only reason i put the patriots last of that group was you know a little bit just to just to rile you up a little bit but Appreciate i think the they're i think their ro- roster and obviously belichick as a coach their roster is I think the Titans have the worst roster out of the four. The only reason I had them bumped up a little bit is just because that division is so bad that like they're getting wins on Texans and Colts. So again, I looked at it through a lens of like how it, maybe it's not true to powerings. I looked at it a little bit more of like path to playoffs, like to get to get a better record. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. Patriots might go eight and nine in a brutal division, and the Titans go nine and eight. Well, Titans are a way worse team. You know what I mean? So like that's kind of how I was looking at it as like almost tiebreakers, just to like unmuddy the the waters for you know clear the waters for yeah. like this tier yeah. um and i think the titans have the the worst of roster but the again the best chance just because of their division i think the broncos have like maybe i'm getting tricked into it again but weird upside not that i believe in it but like sean payton is a really good offensive coach he's a huge douchebag and whatnot but like is Russell really done? I don't know. I don't want to get tr- like tricked into it. Javante Williams back early. This defense is still good, I think. I don't know. Like I don't want to get I'm not saying they're going to be good, but I feel like there's this weird it's the post-hype un- sleeper effect for yeah. the whole team. And yeah. it's this it's this weird unknown, and I don't want to mistake it for hype because they might just be bad again and then Peyton blows it up next year. I don't yeah. know. There's always a world of that, and I don't want to think that there are like Peyton's mystique and like the unknown of what could happen because I think Hackett was it was one of the worst coaching jobs. Like it was Hugh Jackson level coaching job of like, and he had talent on this team, and it was probably the worst coaching job I've seen with a talented team. I know Russell was awful in his own right, but Nathan Cant Hackett was. What exactly that can't hack it as a head coach offensive coordinator with Rodgers sure go do that but not as a head coach or whatever the hell that was and I had Javante in fantasy was miserable but the idea of like Peyton magically fixing it all in one year and like Russell coming back I'm not saying that's going to happen but kind of know what the Steelers and the Patriots are you know good defenses really good head coaches young QBs that are trying to find their way good running game will grind out enough games to win and be around the seven seed playoff hunt maybe but really unexciting and not fun to watch but they're like almost cut from the same cloth right now in the same boat broncos have this weird like maybe and then the titans are just kind of like ugh. but derrick henry we're like it's literally titans like we're doing this again really Tannehill again like okay like they brought in deandre hopkins he went there it's like all right we'll see like i like variable as a coach and I think he's a good head coach, too, that raises their floor. They were so bad down the stretch, and they lost all those games in a row to let the Jags take the division. I don't think they're getting any better with that core, and I think Tannehill's definitely on his way out. So I only had, again, I think Titans have the worst team of that, but it's just the division soft schedule that gave them 
it gives if there's any bump to give them. So that's where my kind of thing is. Is like in terms of the four, I'm here happy to hear your side, and I'm not. I don't have a firm opinion. I think it's like, what do you want? Do you want safety and floor, lower ceiling, or do you want kind of like teams that maybe have a ceil- like a surprise ceiling because of their division or because they have a new head coach? Well, what I really want is to unpack the. I know he's had a tough off season, but what'd you call Sean Payton? Massive douchebag, huge yeah, douchebag, douche huge douchebag. He yeah. is, dude. He was behind tough uh, off season. No, no, I don't care about. I mean, that is one thing, dude. Are we forgetting Bounty Gate and like he's just he's like a smug prick. You can just see that smile on the sidelines. I'm sure if I got a beer with Sean, I would love him. But like his pre- presentation of himself is like pretty douchey. I, I think that's, that's fair. That's a deep cut NFL take. I think like that because I think most people are just like ah, whatever. Really, like, good. I, I I think honestly, you're probably ahead of the curve a little bit. Bounty Gate. I almost feel like. I mean, obviously, Greg Williams kind of like. I feel like he's the face of it, which is, you know, obviously it's the classic, like if you're the head coach, you know, everything that's going on. I also, maybe I'm wrong here. I just kind of assumed every locker room had some form of bounty gate and coaches were some level of in on it, but it was just like the culture. Um, don't have more unspoken. I think not actual payments for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, we'll take care of it in the off season. All right. Like, yeah, right. You, you knocked out Peyton Manning for two weeks. We'll, we'll take it. Or like trying like hit the QB hard like if he gets kicked like if he gets knocked out like no skin it off our back even 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 better but to be like hey here's 15k if you blindside that guy over the middle there, there's levels to this yeah that's <laughs> I mean, that's, that's well said play to the echo behavior. of the whistle that's criminal behavior <laughs> eh, that's what the money's for right yeah yeah um I shouldn't be saying that I, I take that back uh, okay well I'm I'm glad you 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 this is like a, a well reason like you're, you've been on this for a little while not a sean payton guy noted oh i hate sean it well payton. i also they played the colts in the super bowl in 09 and uh, i was always like i never hated breeze but i always thought he was pretty corny and he always racked up the stats and was like a threat for payton for stats for a while and i was mm-hmm. like they're padding it in the dome and like they had amazing offense and stuff but i, I just never liked the saints and the bounty gate thing um yeah, I you didn't feel bad for the them. Katrina victims at all. You just hated it all. Yeah. No, I did at first. And I actually like was like, whoa, this is awesome. And then they quickly flipped for me, like within two to three years. And I've kind of been off the Saints train for like leading up to that Super Bowl, into that Super Bowl, and since then. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad we've we've uh we've aired that out. I'll I'll keep an eye yeah. on it. Um I'm kind of <laughs> with you on the Titans. Like they trade AJ Brown, which sounded like a really tough, like rock and hard play situation where you didn't want to resign him for that money. So you let him go. You bring in Traylon Burks, who at best is like 90% of, of A.J. Brown. At best. Um, but I do like him. I do too, yeah. And this is a huge year for him, no mm-hmm. doubt. Although it is kind of weird now because DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to be the one. He's going to hog the targets. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. It felt like Tannehill was was part of that old yeah, like oof. regime. And so, all right, we're going to rebuild, but we're going to keep Tannehill for two more years. Uh, it's yeah. it's a bizarre team. They're almost akin to, to what the, the Raiders are. Um, better version of it, but yes, yeah, I'm honestly fine putting the Patriots at at the bottom. What are you thinking? I, I'm thinking looking looking on it. I kind of want out of the four. I want the Steelers as the best of the four. It's, all right, so let's talk about the Steelers, the one team we haven't touched on because yeah. I don't know what the hell to do with them. And I admittedly don't really have much of an opinion on Kenny Pickett. I was yeah so lukewarm after last year. Um. <laughs> watch out for for ar-15 out there who yeah. uh might might be a corpse T- tbd yeah um, forgot he was there 
But you kind of like the Steelers to to be frisky for a, a playoff spot. Well, weren't they frisky last year? They were. They they, they totally. Yeah. It's the Mike Tomlin way, man. Like yeah. that that he dude's never not go- losing ten games. He's never gone under five hundred as a co- as a coach, um, as a head coach. He's only been with the Steelers, but it's really impressive what he does maximize the best out of out of the team they have a really good defense in like Minka Fitzpatrick and all those guys they've got some dogs on defense I mean Najee's you know kind of like you know workhorse back there I really like George Pickens you know taking another step I I never I admittedly didn't watch much of Pickett I don't think he lit the world on fire but I think it was one of those like he was surprisingly he had his surprising moments like late game or just like throughout a game was like a pretty good game manager with a few flashes from what I had heard people were like Whoa, he's not the disaster we thought he was throwing him into the fire. Like, he was all right. Like, you know, it was sounded like he was a step up from Trubisky. Again, not saying much, but, like, as a rookie guy that was, like, first QB off in a bad QB class, it was like, okay. So you'd think that maybe he gets – again, I'm not assuming he will, but, like, maybe a little bit better and the offense shows even a little bit more with that defense. It's like they were around the playoffs last year. Like, I don't think I don't think they're good enough to make it this year, but – I kind of have a hard time of putting the others over them unless you really believe in the Broncos. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Like, is the ceiling higher for the Broncos? Probably. Um, yes. But I, I, I kind of see the Steelers in not that dissimilar of a way as I see the Pats, where the upside of quarterbacks a problem. Yeah. Um, but you know they're well coached. You know they're going to play good. Well, actually, honestly, I, I don't really know on the, the Steelers' defense. Like. TJ well, was really good last year. Yeah. Yeah. But they were without TJ Watt for a while, right? Yeah. I think he got, I don't know how many much he missed, but I think he was out for a little bit. The one thing I will say about the Steelers is they're, they're the, they're ranked the lowest out of the four in their division. Their division is brutal. Mm-hmm. That might yeah. be that or the AFC East, AFC North are the two best, I think, right now, top to bottom. Um, I'm with you. Say. I guess let's, let's gun ahead Titans or Patriots who, who finishes with the, a better record, and I guess I mean, if I'm asking it that way, the the record piece it probably is Titans. But well, yeah, who, we, who do we want at that 13 spot? Well, here's the thing: is again, how are we approaching this? Like, who we think are the best pure teams are going to have like better records? Because if so, let's we, do record. We'll, we'll, then, we'll keep it consistent. Then maybe this like because the Steelers, like Browns, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, they were kind of a disaster last year. Like first year with Deshaun, and they lost a ton of close games. Like they. They're gonna probably win more games this year, you'd think. So it's like, are this where where's the path for the Steelers to get nine wins? That's the thing. Like, I don't see it, but like, well, like are the Patriots or Mike Broncos? Lose 10? Yeah, like are the Patriots, Broncos, Titans more likely to get to just saying like nine wins than than the Steelers? Yeah, it's weird because honestly, like you could easily make the argument the Titans have the easiest path to making it happen, but putting them at the front of these four teams feels like a little crazy. That's what I had, but I, I didn't like it at all. And I only did it just like lazily. Like, I don't know what to do with these teams. And I'll put the guy in the easiest division up there. But what were you saying yeah. about the Steelers defense? You're saying it's even with well, a lot, it's, it's not that good. It's so I have I, growing up. The Steelers defense was always reliable, incredible. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the rankings here. I just, I feel like in the last five years, they haven't been that level. They've, they've been like good, not great. Um, let's let's see what the the numbers say here. So Pittsburgh had a pretty elite year. year, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it was twelfth in in DVOA. Oh, okay, yeah. 
So I just I, I think they're a bit more like meh. Um, they're gonna manage the game well. Like they're not gonna have an embarrassing like clock management loss, which yeah, you know can can swing these kinds of things. Um, I'm I'm just pretty lukewarm on them, but I do think of these four. Do you want to go Broncos for the upside then? I guess so. I just dude, watching Russ last year was was, was genuinely really bad. And it's, like I don't and, like him, and it was bad. It was hard to watch, and from what I've heard, it's like there there might be, he'll won't be as bad as last year. But if you're expecting some kind of comeback, it's not happening. Like some to his <laughs> old self. I mean, like it was or he yeah. was already been. I, it was a good podcast on Rasilla or someone, but he was like he's already been declining since like nineteen. It yeah. it wasn't supposed to be that bad. That's a mix of other factors, but he it's not like he was getting better. No, the best case scenario for them is Sean Payton really reins them in. They run the ball a ton. Yeah, like full full game manager. And they have weapons still, and I feel like their defense is still good. All right, what about this kind of uh, <laughs> compromise, if you want to call it that? The Pats and Steelers. I think we can both say like if the quarterback and offense gets a little bit better and I guess a lot of it better for the Patriots, but Bill O'Brien should bring that. Like at least there's a world where they're the seven seed. Yeah. Where the Broncos and the Titans sure the Titans could be the seventh seed, but like if they made this the seventh seed, we'd think less of them. So what if what if we put the Broncos actually at the bottom and basically say like prove it, Russ? Um and just put the Patriots and Steelers next to each other and kind of put our, our hands in the air and say, who the hell knows? And that yeah, might be that too works. Much love for the Pats. And who really cares? Like, we're, we're just two dudes typing names into an Excel sheet. So Would you rather have... T- yeah, so we'll go Titans over Broncos just because the Titans have a better division. Yeah. Or easier division, like I mean. punishing Denver for yeah disgusting display that was last year. So go ahead, Sean Payton. You were right. It was a terrible coaching job. You might have broke the code, but... Yeah, it's, they, they, there's a proven fact there. I agree. That's fine. Okay. Um, Patriots defense was was phenomenal last year. The, it, it is, and it will always be at least good. It might not be phenomenal every year, but it will be at least very, very reliable and good. So I'm Fingers fine crossed. with that until Steve Belichick's at the helm. Who who knows? Yeah, then. yeah and right. you have to think their offense is at least a little bit better. So I'm fine with that. Patriots, the Patriots. Yeah, I really good. think the offense could get the middle of the pack like that that's really not asking all that much yeah um i say that our, our skill players are abhorrent but it's, <laughs> it's a yeah. chat for it every juju day. baby tiktok uh, tiktok boy god tiktok shy as long as, long as uh Mahomes' brother doesn't hang out with him oh jackson Oof. um right. and brighter news <laughs> but the yeah. true playoff contender tier here um who was who the next group for you did you have them all in a tier or was there a clear number eight? I kind of had the, or there's a clear nine. Well, for me, it was a clear nine. Um, I had almost almost fluttering from the previous tier, but that's, that was looking back. It's too harsh. Um, I had them in the next tier, but it's still a little bit of a prove it game too. It's the Browns. Okay. I actually had them up at eight personally. Okay. Um, what do you have Ravens at nine? I had the chargers at nine. Wow. Which... You're down on them. Um. Yeah. I'm pr- lukewarm is the word for for them. Which is t- like how do how could it be lukewarm about Justin Herbert? Yeah. I don't. Kellen Moore should be great. Um. And I will say I I'm probably to some degree like not fully projecting that these coaching changes are gonna you know like have the impact that we talk ourselves into in the off season. Yeah. Like they should be a lot better. But I mean the Chargers 
flew its twenty-seven point lead. Yeah, it, it was pretty gross. Uh, so, I think the Browns is probably the right answer, though. What, what if you had to pick between those teams? Where are you at? Uh, and then with the Ravens as well. Why well, are the Chargers at six? Wow. Okay. So that's like our first really big disparity, I would say, because I have them like. My I did them all on the same tier for what it's worth. Six yeah. through nine, I have as a group. So here's my thing about, first of all, about the Browns. You need, I mean, I think Deshaun will be a lot better. But as you said, we were talking off pod. It was about, you know, Stefanski's adjust has to adjust the offense to Deshaun for this year, not the kind of the ground the pound between the tackles that Chubb was used to with Mayfield and Brissett and the game manager type quarterbacks. Deshaun's more of an improvised, air it out type guy. They have great receivers to do that, but it is a transition. You know, it's going to be a change in offense. And it's like, how do they adjust? How do they adapt? Um, the defense is great, or, you know, there's playmakers there. I don't know, like, cohesively as a unit what it's like. I, I think Stefanski's a solid coach. Is he an amazing coach? No. Like, I don't think he's hurting them. I don't think he's raising their level necessarily, like, too much. But he's, like, a solid offensive guy, I think, there. Um, I like a lot of the pieces. I want them to be better. I kind of – well, Sean aside, like, the Browns franchise itself – I've kind of always like had a soft spot for them. Um, Deshaun yeah. throws a wrinkle into it all, but I'm in like a little bit of a prove it stage with them. It's like I th- they could be one that truly surprises and and makes the playoffs. But in a hard AFC in a hard division where each, those games are all really tough, like they lost a lot of close games last year, even with Brissetta QB. So I acknowledge that. I think they're there if Deshaun takes that next step. I just need to see it. So I I acknowledge the ceiling is there, um, but it just could be another Browns year. You know, like, oh, Browns again. You know what I mean? So, like, I have a tough time putting them over teams that have talent and more consistent pedigree in the last few years. That's fair. I'm giving them a lot of credit. I I actually do love Stefanski. Um, I think what he did with Baker getting them to the AOC title, like, divisional, like, I I, I think it's... No, I like Stefanski. Pretty above average the coach plus roster yeah yeah ultimately like we're taking what they were with Brissett last year and saying all right well we know Deshaun Watson's like capable of being better than that and yeah. we, but th- that's taking a lot of ifs and, and wants and, and calling them truth so yeah and I've used to fancy yeah. as like a good coach but like not in the tier of like the Shanahan's and the McVeigh's in terms of like offensive mind that's kind of what I was trying to sound out as like yeah. a tier below those guys but still like a positive for the team I think s- some Browns fans might disagree because they get frustrated with it but like that's out of his control with some of it but um, and maybe it was a flash in the pan like I'm admittedly yeah. holding on to 2019-2020 to quite a bit yeah. there um, wow. but um, yeah I mean again I think it's just I'm happy to put them up a spot, but I won't put the Chargers behind them. I won't. Yeah. Because, no, and, and here's my thing we, with the chart. Sorry. What do you say? I was just going to I don't think we should. Like, I have them yeah. side by side, and it's a coin flip. So if you have the Browns significantly behind the Chargers, let's let's keep it that way. Yeah. And my, I'll just, you know, address the Chargers right now is like, yeah, that playoff loss was brutal. Do I think they should have let Staley go? Yes. I think they should have brought in an offensive minded head coach. And, like he's supposed to be this defensive guy, Staley. Like first, first of all, the moment looked way too big for him, and the baby face didn't help. Second of all, he's supposed to be a defensive coach, and they just let Trevor Lawrence absolutely dice him in the second half. And Trevor Lawrence, my guy, um, he's awesome. Yeah. But it's like they did find a way to get one him. stop. They miss some brutal. Like of course, if a Chargers heartbreaking loss happens, a kicker played a role. They're a uh, really snake bitten franchise. It's dating absurd, back to the LT days and even further back. But um, so like again. 
you bring back the coach, keep some stability there for for church, for um, Herbert at least as the head from the head coach and the team. They have a lot of good pieces. Um, I, I do like the Kellen Moore hire for Herbert. So if you weren't going to change the head coach and bring in an offensive head coach, at least get a good offensive head co- or offensive coordinator, which they did. I that loss is a bad taste in everyone's mouth, but I don't know if we should overreact and just say like, all right, they're going to regress this year. Cause like what I was looking at stats where it's like Herbert first of all, Herbert Herbert is amazing. I don't want people to start being like, he doesn't want a playoff game like this. And that's way too early for that. And the chargers mm-hmm. have been a mess in other things. Their defense yeah. is like bottom five to seven. Their um, special teams is bottom five. He's dealing with like a lot of shit and like their injuries at receiver all year. They had a ton of them, but they drafted Quinn and Johnston to help with that. I, I just think, I don't, I mean, it could happen, but I don't see the rationale for putting them outside of a playoff picture because they're the second best team in their division. They have one of the best QBs in the league and they have good weapons. Like that should be enough to be like in no matter the conference to be in like a playoff picture. And that's what I'm like. It's like, they yeah, they lost that brutal Jags game, but they're also up 27-3 on them in like the game. I know they lost, like I'm, but I'm just saying like they still went 10-7 and seven and like were playing really well in that game on the road. So it's like... Uh, maybe I'm taking too much positive from it, but it was still a pretty solid year, and I don't think anything has gotten worse. And Herbert's only getting better. Yeah, and Herbert broke a rib in week two, and yeah. like probably wasn't 100 uh, percent, maybe ever. Yeah, I will say so. I, I have the Jaguars sixth. They're the top team for me in this tier. Um, <laughs> as we talked about a little bit yesterday, maybe way too high on the Jaguars. Um, yeah. Well, to you, me, haven't like, heard, you haven't heard where I put them yet. <laughs> <laughs> like I I just think the Jaguars are tailor made to take a step forward and become mm-hmm. better than, better than they were last year. So yep. to me that I have the Jets and Dolphins a little spoiler here, but uh in their own tier at four and five. Interesting. And then the Jaguars six. And so for me, seven at the for the Chargers make makes a lot of sense. And it's really them or the Ravens. Um but I like I, to me the Chargers ten and seven feels right. The Browns ten and seven feels right. The Ravens ten and seven feels right. And I think it's going to be those three teams playing for two playoff spots, and uh, the Pats and Steelers like just scrapping to yeah. to try to nip at their heels and coming up short. So uh, yeah, sorry, can, are you going to finish something? Well, I, yeah, with the Chargers, like there's a world where they are incredible on offense, and and everyone's like, all right, we've overreacted to Herbert. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. And they're still ten and seven, like that. That feels yeah. very Chargers. So that's, that's what just I mean. happened. I mean, that's what just happened this year. Um, well, he stunk though. Herbert did. Well, he yeah, was like on under. He was underwhelming. He was still pretty darn good though. The numbers are good. Um, yeah. I just to me, he like wasn't a, a top like seven quarterback. Oh, really? In the league to, to, in terms of just like why? Like I got a Super Bowl to go in. He does incredible things. We had this this chat offline as well i don't totally see it in in between plays the composure the the way he is with this like i just don't see like a born and bred winner um and this is dumb guy football talk so feel free to to tell me to wake up it's 2023 but i don't know for me like the way i framed it i think over text was that like i'll take 95 out of 100 physical talent an 80 out of 100 like composure and in in uh leadership and all that stuff that to me is kind of where herbert's at right now and i'd prefer the inverse of that the burrow 
side where it's maybe an 80 out of 100 physically, but a 95 out of 100 on the intangibles, all that jazz. Yeah. So it, that's a pretty fluffy argument, but um, I'm going to prove it here with Herbert, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I guess I'm, I get it a little bit. I And I, that playoff loss is a hard one to justify. If they just did hang on and like a couple of things went right for them, this whole story is a different narrative, which is why I try not to overreact to the, maybe not for you, but that the react like the narrative about Herbert maybe is like a lot different, and that's why I don't overreact to one playoff loss here and there. I can't comment as much on like his body language or anything or command in between plays. I will say like, there's only one Burrow. Like Burrow is a unique case, or just like he's just mm-hmm. the guy. Like he, as you may have said, like Brady esque with like the way he carries himself and does it at such a young age. He's awesome. He's the guy. But I, um, I also think Herbert's like a few years younger than him, even though they came out same year because Burrow was like older in grad year or whatever. But um, maybe not. Maybe not. But, but um, like Bur- Bur- no one is Burrow, and like Herbert's still young. It could, it easily could come. Like I haven't seen any warning signs that it's not going to be there or not going to develop, whether it is or isn't there yet. And the physical talent's so good, and in his numbers, like I know it's not about numbers. But his numbers in the first, and it's a different era, so it's easier to have passing stats. But his numbers in the first three or first four season, whatever it is, are historic, like by a mile. And it's like that doesn't come by accident. So I get it. Like the physical, does he have like the mental component or whatever? He's played in like two playoff games. So like I just think we're talking regular season power rankings. Like he's going to will a team to the playoffs. Whether they're better than 10 and seven, I don't know. And that's a fair point. Because the rest of the team is dysfunctional, I just don't think the problem is at, is with her Herbert at all. Um, that, and yeah. yeah, well, and I, I think I'm I'm probably letting like two different takes creep together. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing about Burrow is really about you know whether asking if Herbert is like a top two quarterback in the league. Oh and it, yeah, yeah. It's like I don't think he at least right now my my anti Herbert thing is really just. Is he an elite guy? I don't think he's there yet, even though we just got paid like one. Like, I'd take Hertz over him this season, no doubt. Uh, I'd still take Herbert. Exactly. And I think most people would. Um, yeah. To me, what Hertz brings, like, fourth and two was like a 90% success rate for them. And that, that's a different conversation we'll get into true, with true. running quarterbacks. And Hertz has um, that. He carries himself like that. He does. Yeah. I talk about a guy. I think I said it yesterday. Who are you more comfortable giving $250 million to? Uh, yeah. Nobody, although Herbert's kind of in that camp because he just seems like he just wants to hang out in the woods and drink yeah. Bud Lights with his boys. But is Herbert Philip Rivers 2.0 is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> He's a way sexier, yeah. maybe a Philip Rivers. No, I, I think another point to, to your side of it is Kellen Moore's coming in and they're going to run an offense that should get more out of Herbert. Like yeah. if you're not taking downfield shots, what are you doing with that guy? And the offense didn't really allow him to do that at will last year. Uh, Mike well, Lombardi. Yeah. At, like just very archaic. Uh, not, uh, archaics may be harsh, but it wasn't a push the ball down the field offense. So we'll see what happens. I yeah. could easily see them being really good this year. I just, I think the really fun bet, and maybe we make this is um, Jags chargers who gets more wins. Cause I think that's well, I'm a Jags I'm guy. I'm a Jags guy. So okay. you're, you're I'm, I'm taking the Lauren side and I just, their divisions there for the taking. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And we can get into the Jags in a second, but um, I, I I would be on your side with the Jags thing too. I'm a full in on Lawrence and all that, um, but I'm also in on Herbert. I really am. Um, yeah. And, but I, I I totally understand like understand what you're saying um, and where you're coming from. I just um, 
I think it would be a shock if the Chargers missed the playoffs, I guess is what I'm saying. A lot would have to go wrong. And in a note on Mike Lombardi, I think they had like the lowest like average throw downfield yardage wise or whatever or completion. Yeah. And it was like Herbert yeah. has a cannon and you've got downfield weapons. I know the receivers were hurt at times, but dude, enough with the five down like five yard checkdowns to Eckler. Like Lombardi, you're right. It was so archaic and caveman. So I'm excited what Kellen Moore can do with that offense. Totally. Mike Williams um, and Justin Herbert, and you have the lowest A dot in the league. Like what, it's what's going on? Unacceptable. Um, but to 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 circle back on the teams, so just to give you my kind of eight through four. Yeah. Or if we want to do it now, I guess, but I guess all right, my eight through six, because we covered the Browns. Um, I guess we're putting the Ravens. So my eight through six was Ravens, Dolphins, Chargers. Hmm. And part of the reason I had the Dolphins there is because you've got what I think are two elite teams in front of them. So if we're talking about wins and path to wins, not talent. The talent on the roster is enormous. But I had two things. One, path to wins. You have elite division. Even the Patriots are tough out. Um, and you've got two awesome teams in front of you, at least in our rankings. Maybe the Jets are worse or whatever, but they're similar tier. And you've got the Bills above them who are the you know, the premier of the division as, as of right now. Um, so like, where are they getting all their wins or how are they, you know, they're in a wild card. Like how are they, where are they finishing standings wise? Is it a 10 and seven season? Second thing is they have a ton of star power. Does it all mesh? Like, does it all mesh with Mike, Mike, or whatever his name is, um, the coach who I actually, I've warmed up to big time and I think he's a good coach. Um, they need all of that to mesh, which could, you know, the Rams did it really well. Um, and they seem to be building like a Ramsian type team where it's like they have some really good homegrown players, some high end electric talent, fun offense, modern offense. And then they're bringing in like Ramsey, like the Rams did and like some other guys that like Tyreek and like, it's really all coming together nicely. You could even say it was very Ramsey of them. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm like sorry. them. Yeah. That's, you know, I'll, yeah. we'll laugh that one off. No, just three kidding. out of 10. Yeah. No, I liked it, but, um, I, my thing with the Dolphins is, is 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 really more the first point about the division, and then secondly, it, it, Tua. It's like it all rests on Tua a little Dude. bit. And I I like him. I do. At first, I was like precarious about him. I think the hate on him is a little too harsh because he does look really good when he's healthy. But the health is a legit legit concern. And two, I was like listening to some stuff that was like he does kind of need things to be set up for him not taking away from him because it's like if he has a good offense and he does well it's like no one gives him credit and then if he has a bad offense and doesn't do well it's like it's all his fault so he's kind of been in this lose-lose spot which isn't fair because he's being compared to like herbert and burrow and lawrence these other young guys he might not be them but he is a very capable qb but i did see some numbers that were like with pressure in his face he's kind of he's he's very shaky and whatnot and it kind of like the offense does need to be set up a way where it's like he's got his time to throw. He's got like his reads. I don't know. It's like he's not in the tier of QBs like some of these other guys. So all these weapons and shiny toys are great, but it all comes down to Tua. And he could be that guy. And if he is good and healthy, they're Super Bowl contenders. They're absolutely like their ceiling is as high wow. as not like they're not in that next tier, like guaranteed, but they have the capability of beating anyone is what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe not okay. Super Bowl contenders, yeah, yeah. but they have the capability of beating anyone in any playoff game. Yeah, and they and can end the up in the AFC Championship game easily with the health of two and what that. But it just feels like talent-wise, pure talent and like Madden roster, they have the best Madden roster out there. But does that result in like what's going to be the best season out of these teams given the situations of everything else? And that's why I kind of had them at seven. Might have been harsh, but that's just kind of where I put them in. And I just 
I don't know. I, I just think like maybe they should be higher because Tua got hurt and they still made the playoffs and like actually played well in the playoff game, even yeah, with they were frisky as hell. In that yes, game they were frisky and they can find. So it sounds like they can dog, you know, they can find ways to dog it out. It's like they don't have to be all run and gun. So maybe, I probably should have had them over the Chargers, but it's hard when they have two teams in front of them in their own division, you know, still to go on the power rankings. And that's just kind of where I landed. It was less about them. It was about it was definitely about Tua, but it was more about the division is kind of tiebreakers for me. Because I like their rosters a whole more than the Chargers, for sure. But So, I had the Jets and Dolphins next to each other, in part because the Jets' schedule to start the year is really tough. And I think it, it's, like, it feels just as likely that either of those teams start out, s- like, 7-1. and one, or, or and I, I guess I actually think it's more likely the Dolphins do. But maybe, talk say, like, 10-3. and three. Both of them could have a great start to the season. It's weird because the Dolphins, everything looked so easy last year. Like the Mike McDaniels thing, Mike McDaniel, I, I get really frustrated when other people are th- yeah. throwing the S on the name. I'll, I'll try to be, try to be good about that. Mikey uh, Mac, we'll call him. Mike Mac. <laughs> Smoking his Denver cigarettes. Yeah. Um, he, it's not a fluke. He's a fucking beast at this. He has Skylar Thompson yeah. out there putting up 35 yeah, you're points. Right. Buffalo, right. like I think he's a a genuine elite McVeigh Shanahan level okay. offensive play caller, um, and I think that makes the regular season for them like child's play in the sense that I I don't think there's a world where where they lose ten games. Um, but all that said, if we're like trying to do these rankings as as Super Bowl chances or even like deep playoff run chances, the Tua thing terrifies me. I yeah. it will kind of not enjoy watching a Tua primetime game. Yeah. Because it really feels like we're a hit away from not only, you know, hey, what's going to happen with this team for the next few weeks, but a really uncomfortable yeah. conversation that everyone, you know, understands the the context of. So that yeah. that part sucks. Uh and the way he plays quarterback, it it's not like he's this elusive yeah, shifty right. guy. Like, he could get away with that a little bit at Bama, but in the NFL, like he is a flat-footed timing rhythm passer or even just read passer like it's very quick reads over the middle of the field he knows where to put the ball he leads his guys in space even if he underthrows deep balls uh so a he's gonna be in a position to get hit quite a bit Mm -hmm. and b if he loses any mental acuity like i think if you concuss josh allen he could still go like superhero mode on you yeah (laughs) to uh yeah it's it just doesn't line up well like you need to, to sit him down for two months if yeah. he takes another hit um so it, the whole situation's tough i think want to go chargers seven dolphins six i'm totally Jack fine with dolphins five. over chargers okay so i um, have i have um jets five jags four um and more for ooh, the reason i don't think jag jag mania over here my, my i mean i'm a huge sucker for trevor lawrence um you do love jag enough uh, yeah, love jagging off the jag rags. Um, I really love Doug Peterson. I I think this team is destined for another step forward. You know that win was huge in the wild card, but they have all like they keep adding the right pieces. They're doing all the right things. For once, the Jaguars franchise is doing all the right things um, to build a long term winner. And the biggest thing about these rankings is like, dude, their division is one of the worst I've seen. It's like the NFC, it's AFC South and NFC South, but like the Jags are legit a good team. Are they more talented top to bottom yet than some of these others we've discussed? I don't know. Maybe not quite, but their schedule is going to be a lot easier and their division race, they can get with their eyes closed. So 
I it's like the only reason I had him above again, it's like Jets, I think, probably have more talent on the roster, top to bottom, but you've got to play Dolphins and Bills and and uh and Patriots while the Jags are playing the Titans, the Colts, and the Texans, you know, six times. So that was kind of why I like again. I, it was tough to set, separate all these teams because they're all kind of in the same tier. You can there's pros and cons for each to put one over the other. My tiebreaker again was just kind of like what's their division look like in schedule. So that's not necessarily a hard sell on it, but I think like they have all the pieces to be like, where did that 13 and three season come from? Yeah. And it's like, well, Doug Peterson's one of the best coaches in the league, Super Bowl winner, great offensive mind, QB guru. Trevor Lawrence was a prodigy and is finally put together and got the Urban Meyer stink off of him. They've put together some really nice defensive pieces. They added Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Lawrence for a second year, ETN a second year healthy. Like They've had no stability on that team. They've rotated in garbage pieces, but now he's got Evan Ingram locked in, ETN locked in. Christian Kirk, who we all played with last year and thrived with in the second half of the season once he got used to Peterson's system. I mean, they were amazing down the stretch. I know they beat some crappy teams along the way, but they had a monster comeback against the Cowboys. They beat the Ravens. Lawrence looked amazing. And then that tra- that Chargers comeback, they beat some really good teams and went like 7-1 and one or something down the stretch. So I thought that was like, I don't want to overreact to small sample size, but I think that's way more telling than what they wore in the first half. And I know they made the the playoffs at like a slight losing record or whatever it was, or 9-8 and eight or 8-9, and nine, but it's what they saw at the second half is what I think we'll see more of moving forward, where it's like they could be in a weak division like that, 13 and three, maybe not 13, but 12 and four. And it's like, or 12 and five, 13 and four. And it's like, whoa, the Jags have really arrived now. I think there's a real world for that. While I think the Finns and even the Jets maybe are like dogging it at 10 and seven because that schedule sucks. But I'm happy to put the Jets above if we, if we want to do it and we have that conversation because um, they could be like a 12 and five wildcard team. Uh, but that goes back to what I was saying about the Dolphins. It's like, where do they get their wins? But um, I don't want to get sidetracked on that again. But that's kind of what I think about the Jags is I'm huge on Lawrence. I love the Jags, love what they're doing. But I think even taking those lenses off, it's like this is a team taking the next step. They're doing all the right things, and they're trending straight upwards. And it's like it feels like the Bengals from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, My instincts are the exact same. Like, yeah. I- they're going to pick up where they left off. At least it, it feels that way. They really did find something. Lawrence yeah. in the offense, especially in the last half of the year. And they're like you said, they, they, they get to just basically plug in Calvin Ridley and, and take all that momentum and just hit the ground running. Whereas the Jets are starting from scratch in a sense, at least offensively. The new QB. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the schedule is brutal to begin with and tougher overall. Um, yeah. and like, if you told me, Hey, you, you got to pick one of these two teams and win a Super Bowl and like a Super Bowl pool, I think we'd both pick the jets, uh, the, the pedigree of that defense and Aaron Rodgers yeah. come January. Like I'll, I'll take them, but I don't think I, I would, I'd feel way less strongly about that if the question was most regular season wins. Yes. Um, and, and I think for that yeah. reason, I, you just had bigger balls than me. I was like, I don't know if I can put the Jaguars. Yeah. Four. Like, well, I did it. Yeah. I'm not a lunatic, but uh, at least my co-host is one. So I think we can yeah. settle on that and put them. Well, I think four. that's a good distinction is like if they if the Jets and Jags both make the playoffs as expected, who do you expect? Who would you feel more confident making a playoff run? I would say the Jets totally because the Jags yeah. probably aren't quite there yet as much as I love Lawrence and Peterson and all that. But to have more regular season wins, I think it's the Jags. Now, who do I think is better as a team? probably the Jets still gunned to my head. So it's like what we want to do with these power rankings. That's kind of the tie. We can go Jets 4 and Jags 5 if we want. I just think the Jags have a better chance of coming in with more wins. But I do think the Jets are the better team. Um, No, I I like 
doing Jets five, Jacks four, because to some degree, like we don't want to just take what happened in the offseason and as we've done with other teams, we're not just saying like, oh, yeah, Sean Payton's here. It's all fixed. We're not saying like, all right, Bill O'Brien's here. It's all fixed. It's like, hey, you you still like it. it show us the work, basically. Right. Because uh, I think the Jets, like if you're trying to average out the entirety of the season, the, the Jags are probably yeah. going to be a better football team. Uh, well, I, maybe that's hot takey, but I'm with you. I just I can see it already. It's like third week of September. And Calvin Ridley is 110 yards and a touchdown at halftime. Evan Ingram's got five for 55. Yeah. Like, I just feel like offensively, they're going to be a juggernaut. It's going to feel easy. Yeah. And that's just going to put them at a, a pretty elite level. I do think, and we'll, we'll get into this as the season progresses, like the whole like defense matters in the playoffs feels like it's been debunked, but obviously it's still true. Like yeah. the defense matters more in the playoffs than the regular season. And so I think at that point, that's when it gets a little yeah. dicey. But their defense did, I mean, it wasn't good by any means, but it did step up at times last year. Um, they, they uh, had on that winning streak. And then, I mean, in the chargers, they got roast in the first half, but that's because Lawrence had four picks. Um, and you take out those four picks. They kind of held him to a couple field goals. They kind of, you know, had Herbert's offense stall around the 40-yard line. And in the second half, they completely shut down the Chargers. Um, And in the regular season, they had some big wins where Lamar, Dak, other QBs didn't do much. Or they did okay. They did well, but down the stretch, like in the games, um, they made big stops. Um, So, like, again, Chargers and Herbert, like, they were up 27-3 or whatever before – Jags scored right before half, but it could have been way worse because the Jags defense would hold him to field goals. Lawrence had four picks. And in the second half, they didn't score except for one field goal. So it's like, I don't think the defense is amazing, but with the good coaching and it seems like culture and environment they have, they seem to make the right stops when they need. So I'm not saying that's like a Super Bowl run, but I think like their defense is like maybe a little bit more advantageous than advertised. Yeah, they were pretty, because I looked at the DVOA number just to like ask myself if my instinct was Correct. Yeah. Cause like, what are they? they just seemed unremarkable. They were pretty bad. I think they were a 29th in defense last year. Yeah. Um, I always just assume, oh, you have that guy, Josh Allen, he's nasty. Like, you, you can make some plays. Um, but it, it, defense fluctuates more year to year and is a little yeah. less predictable for, for schmucks like us. Like, all yeah. you need is for it to be a little better, keep you in almost every game, and, and it could work out. I'd be uh, curious. One, if it was Go sorry, ahead. the defense. If it was any, if it was better second half versus first half, I would say that the Jags were still consistently winning shootouts, and it's like kudos to Peterson and Lawrence. But maybe that's credit to, or not credit, but like feeds into our point is like it's got to be better than 29th this year, right? They've added some pieces, like it's got to be, and like they've clearly Peterson will make sure he addresses that this off season. So even if it's 22nd with an improved offense, and I like all of a sudden we're sitting there like. Holy smokes! This team's really taken off, and like Lawrence has really, really arrived. And it's like we can't underestimate for a young QB. He had Urban Meyer, which was like the most dysfunctional, probably most damaging. Like maybe not like I mean, Hugh Jackson's really bad, but like I think Urban Meyer did like the most damage and negativity to a team anyone's ever done in sh- that short period of time. And like yeah. he almost he did his best to try and like ruin Trevor Lawrence, who was like a can't who was as can't miss as can't miss gets. Um, and so they had to wash all that stank off and like the cult culture was awful and clean house and do all of that overhaul the system. And it's like now he gets a f- another full year with the same head coach, three of his top weapons. Again, I, th- I think I don't think you can stress that enough with a QB who had the same, same same three guys in college, you know, same guys for three years in college. So like we, we kind of underestimate the dysfunction that goes around around these guys sometimes. So like I think 
I just think it's only up from here for them. While, like, on the flip side, the Jets... Oh, I don't, I don't know. You had a point you wanted to bring up before I switched to the Jets. It's kind of just flipping back to the, the Dolphins. I forgot to mention, uh, I was lucky enough to actually be at a bachelor party with a bunch of Dolphins fans during leading up to the Bills game. Uh, and then during it, that fan base, at least from the eight of them that I was with that weekend, are so polarized by Tua like it is like a a divisive line in that fan base as to like concussion stuff aside whether he's the guy or not I guess uh and I I wasn't asking them like that this was volunteered is like there were two camps there were two guys and there were the two haters um which I think to some degree just shows how much confidence they have in like this team and they get frustrated because they don't know if Tua can bring them to the level yeah that, that the roster could get to um but that that piece is still like a a, a massive question. Um, yeah. Whereas at least these next two teams, as we just talked about ad nauseum, like w- they're rock solid at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I I will say the two a point. I think you you summed up great. Is like they have so many weapons. It's like here's our time. We have a great coach. It's like they're excited about that team, but they're not fully confident. They're not all in on the QB. So that makes some people be like, "Fuck, he's the one holding us back," and get really angry with it. Um, while others are like, no, 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 he's the guy, he's the guy. There's the other point of it is he's such like a unique QB and a unique scenario. Like Alabama QB, lefty, you don't see that often. Thought he was a runner, he's not really, he's undersized. And then the injury things, you factor that in, it just like it adds for such a unique profile and trajectory these first couple years. And he was drafted over Herbert. So that one's, that's looming right over them when you know, I, I thought that was a mistake at the time, but, you know, who am I? But that looms over a two in, like, a loaded QB cast where it's Herbert, Burrow, and Tua, and you take Tua over B- Herbert one pick. That's got to be looming, too, is, like, what gets the extreme sides going because then people are like, we have to back him. We took him over Herbert. Others are like, fuck him. We took him over Herbert, you know? And it kind of, like, yeah. makes it very polarizing. I can't wait. It's a bit of a, an aside. I cannot wait for the uh, Tua and Jalen Hurts doc at some point. Because um, that national championship game where you bring in a true Crazy. freshman at halftime and that throw he has to Devontae Smith, like the whole thing is is truly some storybook stuff. And then for Hertz to then end up at Oklahoma, the, you know, we, we all know the story. Just uh, a fun one to, to look back on. The NFL implications from that game is insane with all the players on those offenses in there. Mainly on the Alabama offense, but and everyone knew that Alabama receiving core really well. And like, unless you were a true diehard college football or SEC person, you Devontae Smith was like the fourth guy on that team. I think it was his redshirt freshman year, a true freshman year. He was, yeah. And the the whole it's, I think there's stories on that where the because Saban would always play like the upperclassmen, like just like that's how his system goes. Um, but like in practice, the second string of all like the stud freshmen of like the Devonta Smith class would and Tua and all those guys would beat the, the first strings like consistently, and, and we're like everyone knew behind the closed doors that like the second stringers were almost better than the first in a lot of aspects. There, yeah, I remember specifically with Tua. I actually hadn't heard that about like the the actual receiving like, winning core. practice scrimmages and oh, the receiving yeah. side, but I had heard there was a ton of that. Yeah, just kind of feeling like gun to head two is our best chance yeah and we'll we'll try to win it with Jalen because he got us here but the second it wasn't going well like no players were surprised the changes made yeah which is pretty insane um should we do the top three one thing we did actually forget to touch on though maybe we should 
quickly talk about the Ravens. Uh, I, they're going to make the playoffs this year, I think. I don't know. I don't know if that's but it a given. Like the biggest, it's not. That's the weird thing. They actually have, like Lamar's not been that great these last few years. Like, yeah. The team is this weird middle ground of operational like solidness, but I, I don't know. There's a ton of questions, and Todd Monken, I think, is the yeah offensive coordinator now who's supposed to air it out a whole lot more. But where are you at on, on the Ravens and Lamar? I, I talked to you off off camera about it, but I think Greg Roman was like expiration date was like three years overdue. Like he might have been good for Lamar, like the the often the previous offensive coordinator there had definitely more of a caveman, run the ball over and over, throw to tight ends only, kind of ground and pound. It's kind of it's definitely outdated now. When they, Lamar first got there, it was like good first ease him into the NFL with his skill set and limited passing. And they saw quick success and still, you know, sustained success, but it definitely put a cap ceiling on them. And I think it was definitely time for a change. So change isn't always better. Um, But in this case, I think the offense was getting so stale that and Lamar wasn't progressing anymore as a passer or like, you know, quarterback, decision maker, or just like they weren't, it seemed to bring out his best in the skill set that it was time to make a move. So I'm optimistic that the offense will be better. Lamar will be better. You know, the contract stuff's behind um it could work out where it's like that ends up being a horrible contract who knows but you know he's obviously got to stay healthy but i think the offense will be better they're not lamar's an awesome player to watch but the team is like not one i get excited about like dobbins isn't healthy like it's odell beckham rashad bateman like receiving core doesn't get you juiced up the defense is good but is it elite harbaugh's a really good coach we talked about how his special teams is always really good so he's another one where it's like his the floor for them is still really high because of lamar because of Mm -hmm. harbaugh lamar's career record in the regular season is like incredible to start a career it's really really high i don't know the exact numbers but it's like impressively he was 37 and 16 at one point and i think it's only better since then but um it it's one of those where it's like it's kind of the same old i know it's a different offense corner but it's the same old and it doesn't feel exciting or sexy even though you've got lamar there and it should be more fun um they should it would be a disappointment if they missed the playoffs but i think there's a very real real world where it doesn't happen injuries and not having enough weapons and it's like ugh. But that's the thing. Yeah, they should. Harbaugh should get them there, and it would be for Ravens fans in like the NFL like a disappointment if they missed, and a lot of questions about like Lamar and the contract probably after that. But I think there's a very real chance they do miss. You know, I'm not predicting it will happen, but it's like it it wouldn't shock me like some of these other teams if they missed. Like yeah, the AFC AFC is really hard. They weren't as good. I think it's easy to pencil them in, but yeah, like we have them as the eighth team. Like they were kind of, we literally forgot to talk about them because they're just kind of in that meh middle ground and tough division. Uh, The first month of the year is going to be really exciting for them. Um, Just like, what does this offense look like? Is it still Mark Andrews fucking every play? (laughs) Uh, And, and, as we get into the the middle chunk of the year, if, if Zay Flowers can develop and like not oh, yeah, Zay require Odell Beckham to like actually be Odell Beckham, um, that's probably a good thing. But yeah, I, I they're exciting, but I'm almost it's like kind of this weird. Uh, who are you, Lamar? Year yeah. in my opinion, um, yeah. he's great. He's a great NFL football player, but like, yeah. is he an elite? Is he an elite winner who like regardless yeah. of situation is is going to drag his team there? Yeah, I agree. It's a good, it is a who are you year. I like that. Um, and I don't know. A BC receiver isn't really like inspiring conference in me. <laughs> like, 
If he was Oklahoma, that's another Alabama, off-season. Georgia, LSU, sure. But I don't know. But yeah. Um, really? I couldn't agree more. And then I'm like, am I being uh, nah, schoolist? You're not. Yeah. It's the, right the to be camp schoolist. Big on him. Yeah. <laughs> I did. We we've played him a couple times, and like I, I barely even... don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, I got to stand out. Yeah. Um, but before we jump to the top three, like we've touched on them and circled around them, but I, I hit the biggest offseason storyline of Rodgers going to the Jets. Yeah. Um, we had to put them up here. I'm actually pretty confident in them. Some people are like, oh, it's gonna Jets are gonna Jets. Like I think that's being discriminatory against the Jets franchise, but. My quick thing on it is their defense. I went to game last year against the Lions, actually. Um, Jets kind of blew it. Um, but because of Zach Wilson off them and Lions won the game, it was actually like a ground and pound or like a, you know, gritty game. And like Goff wasn't playing very well because their defense, Jets defense is amazing. But um, it was a great, it was an awesome time. Um, their defense is unbelievable. And maybe yeah. I'm a little biased because I watched them a lot last year, but no, they are the unfucking real. Like Sauce Gardner is. The, one of the best rookie cornerbacks I've ever seen, if not the like one of the best rookie seasons he's... I've seen, and probably the best cornerback in the league. Correct. Right now. And yeah. Quinn and Williams up the middle is unreal. Like it, it's really, it's like hard to be like fun. It's hard to be like excited to watch a defense, but I actually yeah. was. They were fun, young, unbelievable, and Throwback. it was like such a shame. I felt bad for Zach Wilson. I was, I was, I didn't see it in him, but I was pulling for him. Like, come on, turn a corner. In that game I watched against the Lions, whoa, he was. I mean, he actually had a pretty decent first half. Like, I was like, okay, here we go. But man, he consistently like overthrew ten yard slants. They weren't wide open, but like some, some were. And it was like he would f- overthrow him by five yards consistently, and he couldn't make easy check down throws to running backs on like crucial third downs too, and like. Crowd was pumped with him in the first half because he had a couple of big plays. Like a, he had a rollout in a bomb that was like so that was really sick. It was actually like a Madden play, like throwing off his wrong foot like across the body. It was sick, really cool. But there were so many bad plays, especially down the stretch in crunch time, and like they just needed one from a QB to win that game, yeah. and he couldn't even come up with even half of that. And it was, it was hard to watch. It was like he's clearly not it. Probably will never be it. He's gonna might be out of the league soon, um, but. If they they went seven and ten or whatever, and they were actually starting off hot, if they had any remotely decent QB play, they were in the playoffs last year, like bar none. And I'm not talking Rodgers or anything like that. I'm talking like a Jimmy G or someone like that. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. Easy. If they have Kirk Cousins, they're a Super Bowl contender. Yes, like maybe not. Well, Kirk, do we believe in him? But um, I say as long as you play all the playoff games at yeah. one p.m., you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Garrett Wilson was awesome. I know, like the fantasy hype's on him, but like, dude, in that game he would come over on the sideline and like scream at Zach Wilson because he would be open on every single play. He would go 10 yards and cut back and like the defender wouldn't even be in the same zip code as him. He was open every play and like he still had a good stat game. He could have double that. It just Wilson didn't even look at him or just couldn't hit him on the throws. But he was awesome on the route running and he's he is the real deal. He's everything. And Brees Hall, their offense was even with bad QB play was actually doing really well before Brees Hall went down. And that was brutal. Brees Hall was unbelievable. They're really fun. They have some weapons. And Rodgers, say what you want about him. I think that team is so good they only need Rodgers to be solid, not amazing. If he is amazing, re- really look out. They get bumped into that next tier. You know, they mm-hmm. do. Like if he and I think Rodgers got he's his thumb is healed. He he was completely tuned out last year. He was done. Going to the motions. An understatement. They, they got rid of Devontae and didn't do anything. They got rookie receivers. They didn't like sign any or trade for a veteran. 
he was tuned out. He was hurt a little bit. He was done. I don't think he's done physically. It's mentally if he's checked in. And I think he's got a he's one of those guys, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's gonna be locked in and he's gonna go into a second gear because it, this is what he does. He's like Brady in that way. It's like when they start counting him out, he just turns it on again. Like he came out of Cal, he was pissed he fell in the draft. Then he was pissed he sat behind Favre. He remembered all of that. He hates the Niners, whatever. But like Jordan Love, he, best pick ever, drove two right. MVPs. Right. Yeah. And Jordan Love like and like the Right before those MVP years, the Packers had like a couple six and eleven or eight and eight years in there where they missed the playoffs. It's like is Rodgers time to move on? And then he goes and wins two MVPs and like playoff runs. And it's like he he's got it. I I don't think he's done, and I I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this team because I think he could be amazing. I don't know if he has that quite that ceiling in him anymore, but he could still be really good to amazing if he. It, it, but if it's not there, even just good is is good enough for this team. When he first got to New York. Uh, these are kind of, you know, rah rah training camp storylines, but players were telling reporters like everything just changed today. Yeah. Like, not before he got there, but like walking out of the building and, and in press conferences before practice the day after. Like it, it just feels different. And I don't know if that's NFL players just kind of understanding what the ceiling of a team is and, and then kind of getting locked in for like, hey, we are looking at January as opposed to like, we're yeah. just having fun playing football, but it it feels like he's what they needed, obviously, in the sense of like, yeah, give us somebody better than fucking Zach Wilson. Because Mike yeah. White last year, the Jets were awesome. Great White uh, Hope. I have a picture with him in my Homelander <laughs> costume. I'll send it to you. I went to I went legendary. to that, I went to that Lions game in my full Homelander costume and dyed blonde hair, <laughs> slicked back. And I got on the Jumbotron standing behind Fireman Ed. <laughs> so we have a picture of that. I'll send those to you. They're those awesome. are all time. Hell yeah. yeah. But like we got to, we had like seats underneath the stands beforehand where we could get like food and stuff, like the stadium box or whatever. But it's like below the first deck, and we we had my buddy's com- company seats, so we had fifth row, fifty yard line, amazing, literally right near Fireman Ed. And we got to go down below and like eat unlimited food before the game and halftime, and like before the game, we were we were watching the World Cup inside. Actually, it was the finals. Argentina, France, and everyone's going nuts for it. the game was about to start, and everyone was inside watching it. Wow, um, and that was then, an like, insane ending too. Yeah, and then like during that time, Mike White was taking pictures with like kids and stuff, and uh, I'm just kind of <laughs> I'm like I gotta get a picture with him, right? Because he was hurt Naturally, at that point. Yeah. White was hurt, and he was just kind of like in street clothes, and he had some friends there that he was talking to that over the guard railing or whatever. But we'll, again, we're on field level, and yeah. like. I'm kind of lingering in the back, letting the kids get their pictures. I'm not trying to interrupt that. Like some old dude in a co- yeah. like some 30 year old dude in a costume. Got some sense of the moment, yeah. Yeah, and then like my buddies are like, "You got to get a picture though." At some point, and then like the kid and his dad. The dad was like all about. It. He's like, "Get this guy, get Homelander up here, bring him up here." He's like, "Get him a picture." And the dad stuffed me in a photo with Mike White and his kid. He's like 12 year old oh kids. So it's a picture of me, Mike, in the Homelander costume, and Mike White, and the kid. I think they like Homelander more than White. <laughs> It was very funny. You made that kid's day. Unbelievable. That being said, on on the Mike White, the great White Hope talk, he's on the Dolphins. Two insurance. I think I totally forgot that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. That it's honestly your pretty, rankings. I mean, he's better than Skylar Thompson. Yeah, he's not good, but he he does have his moment. He's like the classic backup, like you want as a backup. Like he can't start more than a few games in a row, but he can like rip it up like Fitz Fitzpatrick style for a yeah. game or so. He like has half. the irrational confidence to, yeah. to sling it as needed. Um, um, coming back to the Jets real quick, because yeah, I, part of what what I was getting to is that th- this team needed the guy who not only fills the need at quarterback, but is like going to to 
line up the team to peak when they need to peak. Yeah. Uh, they start out first week, September 11th, at home, hosting the Bills on Monday night, I believe this is. Wow, that 9 11 be anniversary, fucking, too. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Well, it's yes. genuinely just going to be a really awesome NFL moment and, and hopefully yep. an incredible three and a half hours. They then go to Dallas. I'm really excited for that game. A team that's going to be a well oiled machine, most likely. Well, we'll see with the offense, but um, you're in Dallas, prime time, late afternoon, great defense on the road. Tough, tough game. Then they host the Patriots, which you know should be probably a, a relatively easy win. You never know with Belichick and the in the Jets. Exactly. Yeah, if that game was in Foxborough, I'd I'd probably take us honestly. Uh, and then they host the Chiefs and then go to Denver, who's a great defense, tough Holy to play shit, a mile. What high. a hard schedule. And then they then they host the Eagles after that. Whoa! Like those first six games are tough. And so I, I even if they're three and three, like. I that's still think they're making the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt that's a win. But I, I think it will take that kind of maturity and, and veteran leadership to, yep. to keep things sort of focused and, and to have them peak late. Yeah. And that's why I think we're justified in having them five is that, you know, they really need to like gel as a team. Well, maybe not gel as a team. They only needed the quarterback. But it's it's just going to take a lot of like long-term looking to – for this team to realize what they can be. Cause I think everyone's yeah. obsessed and I think it might feel a little weird at points in September. Yeah. I think, and, and on that point, the twofold thing with Rogers is like a lot of the guys on the team grew up watching him and win a Super Bowl and be this MVP and this legend. So they're watching a legend come through that they've looked up to and like being their teammate now. So like, there's always that ambiance of like when Brady did it too, Hayden did it, mm -hmm. changing teams. It's like, Holy shit. Not only do we have a new upgrade quarterback, but we have this guy, like this yeah. legend who's never like, been on a different team. Whoa. I wouldn't dare go out on Thursday night with my boys yeah. because I'd be letting down Aaron Rodgers. So, like, that yeah. shit actually happens. Yes. And so getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers of that prestige and caliber is like that changes everything overnight. And then the second thing is I'm just going back to that game I was at, even the defense on the sideline, Sauce Gardner and all those guys were like, it'd be a three and out. They're like, God damn, we got to go out there again because they would make a huge stop or a huge play. And it's like you could see everyone. I felt bad for Zach Wilson because it was just like a – People weren't like didn't hate him, the teammates, but it was like they were so frustrated with it because everyone else was doing their part, and it was like it was just so obvious he was holding them back, and it was like the defense you could see were all like saying stuff because like on the sideline and like ugh body language like we have to go back out there like look what he fucking did again and Garrett Wilson like these other guys were like so it's like any QB upgrade would have been a welcome and then you you factor in that it's Rogers like this mystique this like godlike character coming in and i think it it'll change a lot the the flip side of it like we're looking at it very romantically mm -hmm. is that it you're bringing in Nathan Hackett who obviously Rodgers knows from Green Bay so that's a big like you can't bring in a random offensive coordinator that Rodgers doesn't know like to make it work on the fly you need you need his guy so i totally get making that hire he brought in Lazard and a couple of guys to help ease the transition. Some people, like Jets fans, even look at it as like, oh, he gets to he was bringing in all these guys. Like, oh, Rodgers is pre Madonna doing his thing. It's like I don't look at it so much that way. It's like, yeah, no shit, they're bringing in all these guys. Need, not yeah, you need to keep him happy, but it's also like he need you need some kind of bridge to the gap to a familiarity. He can't have a totally new system. He's going to a whole new team for the first time in his career. He needs an offense that he knows if you want a quick fix. So like, I don't blame him from doing all of that. The flip side is like it is a new offense for the rest of the team. So, like, does it – and it's a totally new offense. I, I think you're right, Rodgers will have them ready, but that six-week schedule to start this season and then, like, all those divisional games after it is, like, they don't have a grace period of five weeks to get up and running. No. Go, they could go 0-5 all of a sudden, you know? They're going to be in some, like, 
kind of sort of must win games in in like late october early november yeah. it's gonna get real wow. i got a quick, quick trivia question for you yeah how old do you think randall cobb is he's on the jets he yeah i know guys. they brought cobb and lazard in yeah because cobb's the one for me i'm like dude that's the one that feels like a bridge too far like he could not get open in green bay he is he's definitely over the hill i don't think he's as old as you think though i would say he's like 33 yeah, that's why i'm asking i'm he's saying 33 okay 32 and he feels about 42 yeah i agree uh, I, he feels like 38 but in receiver years i guess that's pretty old 32 but i i do remember seeing something where it was like it was a couple of years ago i was like randall cobb's only 30 it was even one time when he was like yeah. he's it's i've said it every year like he's only 29 yeah i thought he was 34 now and every year i'm mm -hmm. saying like he's only 31 like holy smokes but i had what you just did i had that reckon like that realization like four straight years so i knew i was knew he was like 32 33 range yeah, fool me once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey Davis might be the odd man out there too. Where oh, he's long gone. I think he's or I don't. They haven't cut him, but he's he's yeah, he's irrelevant to them. He, exactly. Yeah, Lazard coming in was was not great for yeah for his outlook. Um, all right, let's let's wrap this thing up. I think we justifiably have gone much longer in the AFC. Yeah, it's um, more fun for sure. So number three, I think there's one of two teams. That uh, are in contention. Who, who'd you have? How'd, how'd the, the top three shake out for you? Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Wow. Bengals over the Bills. Yes. Wow. Do you think that's controversial? I do, honestly. Really? Um, I thought that's the I, consensus. It, well, not consensus. I, I didn't go for consensus, but I thought that was like a common opinion. No? You know, maybe it is. I, the Burrow thing and the the what was it a calf strain like that probably shouldn't play into this too much um i'm it's a cop-out if i call that a tiebreaker but i'm not thrilled about it um and for me like the bills just feel more inevitable in the regular season like the bengal like i, I think joe burrow is the second best quarterback in the league right now but i i say that in the sense of like who Over do Josh i think Allen? was I think it goes Mahomes, bro. Yes, in the sense of I'm if you okay ask me, like that. who's, who's going to retire with the most Super Bowls? And oh, admittedly, okay. this is a guy who grew up in New England and, and uh, were the worst yet yet. Like if if you want to go full ring culture, it's Burrow. But if you're asking me who is most likely to win 14 games this year, I'd say the Bills by a mile. And it's who's, almost yeah credit to the Bengals because they've been to a Super Bowl, had a heartbreaking AFC title game loss last year. I think they're really going to be playing the long game. They're not going to rush Burrow back. I, just, I think it's going to be a more measured approach from them, which is probably smart. Um, but as we kind of skew this a little towards the regular season, for me, it was an easy Bills too. But I had Chiefs in their own tier, and then yep. the Bills and Bengals in, in a second tier. So here's my thing. Like, I don't want to like have this sound bad because I, Josh Allen's amazing, and that team is – you're right. They're inevitable. They're going to be there. They're going to win a ton of games. But again, reiterating, that division is hell. And the Jets got really good. The Dolphins are really good. The Patriots aren't an easy out. Although the Bills do seem to handle them because um, the talent gap is just too big there. And Josh Allen just nullifies any defensive advantage that the Patriots, Patriots have. But yeah, let's not forget how that Bills season ended last year. They snuck by Skylar Thompson in the wild card. And then they got blown out by the Bengals. They got embarrassed at home. They did. By the Bengals. So, like, my thing is, like, well, we just saw what happened. And I think the Bills, 
everyone's putting them as like two or three. And, and yes, they're in this tier. I'm not trying to doubt that. But I have one one close buddy from home that's a Bills fan, and he was like, dude, I said all last year. Like, he was, like, saying they were mid. I, I don't think he was saying that. But he's like, I don't think we're going deep in the, heading into last year. He's like, I don't know if we're going deep into the playoffs. He's like, I'm worried we lost Dabble. He's amazing. I don't trust McDermott as the head coach, which I think McDermott has a ton of questions um, as a head coach. Um, and he was just like, I don't. I think we have a lot of holes like where we'll make the playoffs and win the division because of Josh Allen and stuff. But like, he didn't think they were going to go far. And then they got roasted in the playoffs. Like, and they looked awful. Even in the Dolphins game, it was sloppy. And it was like, ugh, this is the team that's supposed to compete with the Chiefs. And it's like the Bengals seemed to take the throne from them last year in the playoffs. And again, I don't want to overreact to one game or something like that. But the Bills came out with a lot of questions about their team top top down. And I don't think they were like magically answered this offseason. Again, I'm nitpicking here. I don't want to sound overly negative. They're right there. But if we're looking Bills versus Bengals, Burrow injury aside, because I didn't factor that in. I had forgotten about it, honestly. Saying, assuming a fully healthy Burrow, which maybe is a poor exercise, but who feels like they have less questions and feels like they're more of a humming machine right now? The Bills or the Bengals coming off of last year, you know? And Burrow is that guy. And Josh Allen, I love him amazing amazing player and again i'm nitpicking he's a top three qb in the league prone to interceptions prone to mistakes has had some errors in the playoffs well burrow it just seems like you, ha- you trust him more in, in games you know in late games with the now and it's like the Bengals seem to be getting better while the bills window might seem to be closing a tad not with allen forever but this core of bills players allen will be there forever and he'll have other windows with new players but this core of of bills players seems like it's on the latter half of that window they'll still be again still be good with a new wave of players um and i'm not saying it's closed or anything and they could easily win the super bowl but if we're having to split hairs between those two i just feel like people aren't talking enough about how the bills season ended last year for a team that's supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, it ended as bad as yeah. it could. I'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to push back a little bit. But if we were doing like one through 32 power rankings for who you think is going to win the Super Bowl, who, who who should have the best team in January, I would have the Bengals higher. That said, yeah. I think everything you just described about how the Bengals kind of took the throne from the Bills and and the bills were kind of teetering and now there's some serious questions being asked. Football is a, a funny game and I don't pretend to be a great gambler. Uh, and I've actually, uh, I've, I've had a, a maturity cha- I don't know. I've stopped gambling like crazy, but last playoffs I was, I was enjoying it a lot. And th- there's truly something to be said for a line that feels almost disrespectful you tend to just get a far better, more focused effort out of the underdog, the team that's been disrespected. The Bills were four and then I think four and a half, and even in some books, five-point favorites over the Bengals in that divisional game, which is absolutely asinine. I I bet the Bengals hard. I I hit up Robbie. I was like, do you want to get in on this with me? Like, it was shocking. where was my text? God damn it. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Like, Truly, to me, it felt like everyone at that moment in time like, was confident the Bills were better. It was I actually did take the Bengals, too, in that game. It felt almost too easy because yeah. in the Bills locker room, they're just you know being pumped up with what Nick Saban calls rat poison. And the Bengals were being told they were dog shit. And I think it all came to a head in, on one really bad day. Like it, it just went a little like the result kind of was yeah. the 
the exclamation point for the yeah. Bengals being like, fuck this. I think gun to head, they're, they're, they're right there. They're neck and neck. Yeah. The questions you're asking are fair. Like, is Ken Dorsey Brian Dayball? No. Um, I actually don't even know 100% if Ken Dorsey is still their OC, but I assume he is. Uh, he broke that headset, right, last year? Yeah, yeah. To me, part of what I'm getting at here is I think what the Bengals were experiencing before that game and, and just that narrative shift that all of a sudden happened so fast. The Bills were four and a half, five-point favorites, and then boom, the Bengals took over the throne. They're better now. The Bills lived with that all offseason. They're now in that spot where they're like, wow, like we were the the darlings of America. And now people are wondering if we're getting pushed out of this tier. And I think we're going to see an insane regular season from them that's a little more locked in. Josh Allen truly can go to another level. Like all those frustrating plays he makes, well, you know, you cut out a few mistakes. Like he could truly go MVP, 5,500 total yards, 50 total touchdowns. Like, I, I, if we're going kind of regular season power rankings, that's where I, I land on the bills. Cause I think they're feeling the pressure and pressure usually makes you focus better, cut out the bullshit and, and, and put up results. And it's well-oiled enough that I think they can hit the ground running and, and be 14 and three, 13 and four. Um, but I think yeah. your ultimate points are probably fair. When I mean, but the jets got a lot better. The Dolphins are good. Like, it's not, I don't know if it's up to them necessarily to run the table. And I guess my question is are they being disrespected? Like, I think people, a lot of people still have them as two or three in the power rankings. I mean, in the AFC, at least take out the Eagles, number two in the power rankings. They probably do. Yeah. I guess. In, but I, I mean, I, I'm sure that loss hangs respect. over them. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. The loss definitely hangs kind of over them. More on what I'm at. Because yeah. you think the people who are in the locker room every day asking yeah. them questions are yeah. those beat reporters that like yeah. have lived with that all off season. Yeah. So that's like, got to be the number one sort of like piece of like, you know, it's the thing people are commenting on the most. Yeah. Is, like they're, they, let's see if they play the Bengals this year. Um, they do. They go to Cincinnati. Ooh, on November 5th. Like they've got that circled. Also, and you know they want them in the playoffs. Forgot about the Demar Hamlin thing. That was their regular season game that got canceled Gee, between yeah, Bengals Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's playing, right? I, I can't believe that. Yeah, I think he's back out there. He is. That'll that'll be pretty cool. That being that game being in Cincinnati, if he could walk out there like pregame and him and T Higgins see each other, kind of thing, because yeah, that's who he was tackling. It's gonna be one of those tearjerker standing ovations. Honestly, yeah. that's gonna be wow. There are some. NFL knows how to make their schedule, man. Holy smokes. Um, I hear you on that. I just, I, yeah, and you're right. Maybe if all else, if the divisions were the same, then I would say like, yeah, maybe the Bills are more likely to have the better regular season, but come playoff time, I'd rather take the Bengals. Like I, it's the same thing we had with Jets and Jags mm-hmm. kind of thing, like that kind of line we were drawing in the sand. Um, but they, they do have a tough, like, I don't know if it's up to them to just be like, we're going 14 and three. Like I love Diggs, but Diggs is 30. Like Gabe Davis is kind of questionable. Like, I mean, James Cook could emerge, but like the running game still has huge questions. Their defense was showing cracks. You don't and think I Latavius Murray is the answer? Yeah. I can't believe he's still floating around. He's made a nice career for himself. Yeah. Good goal. Um, it also just an un, kind of an side point. Um, I do. I mean, it would have been crazy for them to fire McDermott before last year. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm not saying they should have done it, but man, if they had ousted McDermott and just made Dabble their head coach, I think they'd be in a lot better position. And it leads to my th- my yep. theory, which I've brought to you up to you a few times, is in this day and age, 
in this modern NFL with where it is. I'm, t- I'm talking the last, honestly, since Brady left for, for Tampa and it's kind of like, re- it was the last of like the old system and the old ways, like it kind of reset everything post COVID. But like last few years, it's all been, it's been offense, but like the most successful teams all have offensive minded head coaches and the ones that have defensive minded head coaches can still do well but it seems like the roster, the talent on the roster is not maximized. Or, I mean, I guess that's not true. The Titans kind of have maximized where maximized their ceiling, but they don't feel like true Super Bowl contenders. And the only one that has is the Bill that has a, the only team that has a defensive head coach and feels like true Super Bowl contenders is the Bills. And they seem to have come come up short a few times in crunch time. And you look at the other teams, the Rams, the Eagles, the Chiefs. Bengals, these are all offensive-minded head The Niners, these are all very offensive-minded head coaches with a modern look at it. And look at the teams that had the older defensive coaches, the Patriots, the Titans, the Steelers, Steelers. The, even the Ravens. I know it's special teams, but like they're the ones kind of plateauing and stalling a little bit. Yeah, because and the I defensive coaches, yeah, they, I agree. The, the defensive coaches are no longer like ruling over the chessboard and in right. truly like impacting like they're just trying to put band-aids on yes g- gushing wounds and it's yep. you know it's how the nfl wants it to go i get that but i i think you're right honestly yeah so it's like it's not i'm not saying the bill's fault they had too much sex with mcdermott and i think he's like like i'm not saying they should have gotten rid of him but it's just like man i think looking back wouldn't you rather have dabble as that head coach especially yeah. with josh allen than mcdermott it's a great um, what if because you're right there's no way they could have yeah, but it makes all the sense in the world. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. So I mean, we can. I'm. I'm not like passionate enough about it one way or another to put one over the other. But I did want to make the case of why I liked the Bengals over the Bills. It's just like coming off of last year. But I I see where you're coming from, and it makes a lot of sense. Just like coming off of last year, I felt disingenuous to keep the bills over the Bengals after what happened. Cause they didn't, cause like think about it from the Bengals side, it's like, not that they're looking at our power rankings, but they're like, did we just beat these guys in their place? Yeah. It, it pretty handily in the playoffs, like, and not much has changed for either team. And I'm looking around at a few different places. Super Bowl odds are, are basically dead. Even um, 10 yeah. to one for, for both of them. I, I think ultimately, should we go tie? Just tie guys, the runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we got, we got round three coming up this year. Yeah. Uh, because I I think we were both sitting there like trying to figure out who is is viewed as ahead, and I I think ultimately like everyone's saying it's a tie. Tie yeah. goes to the team that won last year, and I I guess my take would be if we're going regular season, I I just think the Bills are gonna be pissed the fuck off. Uh, I also think Dalton Kincaid oh, is gonna yeah. be hugely helpful. Love for that them. pick. Loved that pick. They really like weren't uh. They scored a ton of points last year, but it wasn't like always super efficient. It was a little choppier than you yeah. would have liked. Yep. Um, I think this year they could get back to two years ago when it was a machine. Yeah, it was. I, if the Bills weren't in the Patriots division and like just been stomping them the last couple of years, would you have the same kind of fear in them, do you think? Because you're not seeing um, the Bengals twice a year and watching them put up 40. No, I'm not. You're probably right a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I do love the Bengals. I don't know if I even told you this, but I like kind of out of the blue, 24 hours before the game, ended up flying to Kansas City and for the AFC title game with Robbie. Did you uh, really? Yeah. We're, we're sitting like fifth Whoa. row, dude. His, his buddy uh, in, in Nashville just bought tickets and they like couldn't find a third buddy from home to uh, to go. So I, oh I got God. the call and I answered. It was incredible. And yeah, I've, yeah. I adore Burrow. Like I, I really yeah. do. Um, and I've, but I've also had 
Josh Allen of fantasy a, a bunch, and I've, I've watched a ton of their games. I had Gabe Davis last year, which sucked. Yeah, that was um, tough. So I don't know. I guess I just last year I saw like a crappier version of the Bills, and I, I they were still really, really good, and I, I don't think that happens again. Um, and if it does, I think all of the, the Sean McDermott questions get pretty loud. Yeah. Like, I, I think everything I just outlined is the, the positive case. Uh, and if it doesn't happen and they, they fall back to a second tier below the Chiefs and the Bengals kind of separating, uh, yeah, you got to ask some questions. Yeah, that game must have been epic. I was honestly like as heartbroken as I've ever yeah, been at a non-Boston tough. game. Just the way it ended is... Yeah. Oh, it, you know, too, when... For, for those that don't remember, is the the uh, late hit out of bounds. And it's, you know, tough bang, bang play, what but a it's a full step out of bounds. And it, it was not that far from where we were. And you didn't mm-hmm. even need to see the flag. Like all of the, it was just so blatantly in a, in a split second. Like, yep, there it goes. We just lost on a penalty. It, football's, football's cruel like that. Wait, it was in Arrowhead, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. how did you have tickets from a Cincy fan there? Uh, this this guy does pretty well for himself. No, his his buddy who lives in Nashville now just bought four tickets. It was oh, like, wow. okay. hey, home group text. We're fucking going. Who's in? Got it. Uh, and and somehow a big flex. A, 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 yeah, he was doing he was doing something for the boys. Yeah, yeah. somehow a Boston fan in L.A. ended up uh, being, yeah. being the fourth. What, what wheel, are the odds? I will I will ask this question. Just I mean more curiosity, but like last year's version of the Bills in that playoffs, like. Do you think they're going down the wire in Arrowhead with like the Bengals did against the Chiefs? I would. Mahomes, I know they have done in the past, but would they have last year? I hear you because it didn't feel like they were as mentally tough last year. Yeah, like it, something was missing last year. It was, and whatever was missing, like that's what the Bengals had. Yeah. Um, but the Bengals have lost a couple key to, key guys on their defense. This looming yeah. payday. For yeah, Burrow and Chase true. is already starting to to dwindle their their talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I guess I just have enough faith in what's going on in Buffalo that like it's not going to trend that way two years in a row. But to answer your question, no. Un- unless the weird thing was the Mahomes was so gimpy that game that yeah, it kind of felt like anyone could have could have pulled it off. But it, it would have been Josh Allen being superhuman. It, it didn't feel like a team that was gonna come in and, and like throttle anybody yeah. Um, yeah and i also think to your point about the regular season coming into this year it's like i could see the the Bengals getting caught up in a couple of afc north showdowns where like the steelers are playing real dog defense and so are the browns and the ravens and yeah. it's like they, they go three and three weirdly in the division or something and like they're 11 i mean comfortably you know 11 and 6 12 and 5 but like they win their division they're okay with it while the Bills are like, fuck it, we're ripping this this year. Yeah, um, almost to prove something to themselves. Yeah. Um, so let's go Bengals three and, and Bills two. I'm okay with it. Okay. I will say, and this, you know, special teams plays a factor here, but uh, the Bills were number one in DVOA last year and since he was five. So it, it felt very different by the end of the year. Um, and God, their, their offense was second in the league and it, it felt like Josh Allen could have could have played better it was second uh, in the league it was that good yeah it was the chiefs wow. then the bills and then the eagles okay that pretty, yeah pretty insane. that's crazy I, I thought it would have been lower and you're right the Bengals like it, it feels like they were so high but they had games where they had the pedal off the 
off the metal, so to speak. I had Burrow in fantasy, and he would erupt for, like, 50-point fantasy games, but he'd also have, like, 17 to 19 points in games, and, like, they'd have to really tough it out in a few of them. Yeah, and, like, play good good team ball. Yeah. I actually do think Zach Taylor is a great coach. Um, he's he underrated. definitely impressed me last year after, like, because early on, the narrative was weird. Even when they had that second, like that first yeah. year Burrow got hurt and like they had a bad record and stuff. And then they come in the second year and have that surprise run. And like everyone's like, or like they got better, but everyone was like, Zach Taylor is still holding them back or whatever. Like, I'm like, really? It seems early to decide that. And then they go in that Super Bowl run and it's like still holding them back. Or was, it, was Super Bowl run his second year? Was Burrow's second year first or his third year? Burrow's second, Taylor's third, yeah. I think. Okay. So whatever, yeah, his, they go on the Super Bowl run, and people are still saying, like, Zach Taylor's holding him back because he was, like, a little bit run conservative offensive approach, run heavy, or a little bit more run. But it turns out it was because he was protecting Burrow, who was coming off that huge, you know, in leg injury. So it was, like... And a horrendous O-line. Yeah. It was, and a really bad O-line. And then, like, now that, and then they opened it up more last year, and it was like, whoa, here we go. Like, I think Zach Taylor knows what he's doing. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he's going to do more of that this year. I think it's going to be yeah. a long-term approach. Like, you once you're in a Super Bowl, I can't imagine that you you feel the same way about a Week Two game. Yeah, uh, of course you want the same process and all that, but I'm actually shocked that they were number two in offense, the Bills, because I guess maybe my buddy who was like being kind of negative on them last year, like had it in my head that they were really underachieving, but they still kind of rocked it. Um, I actually think I have more faith in Taylor than though in them McDermott as a head coach, though. But maybe that's because I have yeah. higher standards for the Bills than I do for the Bengals, and the Bengals keep exceeding while the Bills are maybe meeting or coming out up short on them. Because the Bills have been around a little bit longer as this premier team. Yeah. And haven't made and the Super Bowl. A couple years of overachieving. We always like give the overachieving credit yeah. to the coach, <laughs> I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Well, I can't wait to watch those two teams down yeah. the stretch. Uh, to me, that's that's one of the best stories in the league this year is – like, hey, that Mahomes dude, he's still got the crown. Y'all need to go get it. Like it, it, wherever the AFC title game is played, yeah. uh, it it should be an all time classic. I think my most anticipated game. Yeah, I mean, wait, what are you, who whose crown? Oh, to get Mahomes' crown, you mean? Yeah, those yeah. Two, yeah, those yeah. two teams like vying to to be. Yeah. The, the guy who gets a shot who's, who's the knight that goes to slay the dragon next like exactly fighting for the right of that yeah. like shrek but uh like if, if we have the divisional round the chiefs play on saturday get through and we have yeah. a sunday burrow allen matchup oh yeah sign me up yeah it's it, it could be a rematch of the same four last year chiefs jags Bengals, um bills or whatever and the afc is so good but it almost creates less parity than the NFC because of that. You know what I mean? It just feels like yeah. there's less openings to come in. And like some of these teams have strangleholds on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Bengals bills game is for me, the most by far the most, you know, assuming everyone's healthy by far the most, you know, anticipated game of the year. I think the Jets schedule first five weeks is all must watch, especially with Rogers. I'm yeah. super pumped for that. And then like, it might make know, first take must watch too. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> if they're one and four, oh my god! Yeah, it's. <laughs> I could see Stephen A. going nuts on that. Yeah, uh, Green is gonna have a tough time. And I, I have a soft spot for the Jets. I honestly do, just because it's been so long for them. Um, more so than the Giants, you know, side of it. Um, but like, 
there's a world where they're not even that bad and they're one in four and it's like holy sh- and then the alarm bells are going to sound and it's going to be awful so like i'm really pulling them i don't care who they're playing i just want them to win some of those early games and like i want them to make the playoffs they gotta at least make the playoffs because like then it's just going to seen as a disaster and it's yeah. just ugh, if they can pull off a win week one hosting the bills i think that that settles everything down because even yep. if you lose a couple of the next four it's like hey we have that elite level yep. we got there early that crowd's Man. gonna be nuts. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, we've uh, we've kept you past midnight East Coast time. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll let you catch some sleep. But good stuff today. We'll uh, we'll hop back in um, early next week, if if yeah. not before. And well, uh, before we go, you know, I could I yeah. could last another minute. We should run through the the sixteen through one. What we settled at. Yes, you know, for yeah, our yeah. AC power rankings, just a summary. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully a little more coherent than than yesterday. So starting yeah. from the bottom. 16, we have the Texans, 15, the Colts, and 14, the Raiders. Uh, and I think we're, we're both in agreement. That's its own basement tier yep. in the AFC. And then the next grouping, 13 through 10, um, the Broncos, Titans, Patriots, and Steelers. Really just another big yeah. ball of, eh, yeah, Uninspired. Yeah. If, if you're on red zone, I'm 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 taking a piss. That that's the tier of teams of everyone who's a neutral fan is like, please don't sneak in as the seven seed when there's a way more fun team. <laughs> it was like last year when the Steelers stuck snuck in over someone that was like way more fun to watch. Maybe it wasn't last year, two years ago, but it's like, yeah, please don't sneak in at nine and eight. We want to see the Dolphins. We want to see who. We want to see the Ravens. We want to see the Browns or whoever it is. It's like, come on, no one wants to watch that playoff game. Totally. Although shouts to the NFL, they'll all be in the hunt like week 16. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uncanny. And that next group we're looking at, what is it here? The Browns, Ravens, Chargers. And maybe that's actually its own little three pack. The Browns, Ravens, and well, I guess you have the Chargers up in the, the tier above. I have them below. It's It's, I guess, almost like a five team tier if you want to include the Dolphins and Jets as well. Yeah, and for different reasons for all those teams. I, I have yeah. my my issue with it was like putting the Browns they're overqualified for the Steelers tier, I think, but I think they're underqualified for that next tier too because it's a little bit of a prove it thing. I I, I know yeah. you had them higher, but it's just like or not un, not underqualified, but they're just like the fish out of water there because they just don't have the pedigree from last year. You know what I mean? Totally. And, it's, and we Deshaun's really a huge question mark because he was flat out bad, but that's being nice. Yeah. yeah. I like both have total confidence he'll be way better than that. Yeah. But if that means Houston Deshaun is a whole different question. Yeah, yeah. But I'm fine with that kind of group as almost a three-pack almost or, you know, it kind of spills into Dolphins and Jets too who have probably higher upside. Um, but like would have some downside because of schedule and whatnot. Yeah, I, it's it's weird because I think once you get Dolphins, Jets, Jaguars, and the Jags are kind of an anomaly, but you, you start thinking Super Bowl and playoffs okay. and, and wondering yeah, what 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 the the real kind of expectation is. Because um, call me crazy, I don't. If Herbert makes it to the the Super Bowl, I'll be shocked. Yeah, um, but I, mean, I, I guess we're just discovering. I hate Justin Herbert. Which yeah. Is Damn. We're going to have to work through this over the next few months. Um, Anyway, so at eight, we have the Ravens, seven Chargers, six Dolphins, five Jets, and then uh, maybe the big surprise of of today. Number four, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Putting our flag on their name. Get your Jag rags out. 
and you're going to be just Calvin Ridley explosions everywhere. Uh, God willing. And then the top tier, really the only three teams that I think uh, have a realistic chance of, of winning at all. Well, I, I take that back. The Jets could do it. But the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs, to top it off, um, some healthy discussion on the 2-3 the separation. But, um, yeah, I think it could go either way, and we'll, we'll, we'll see who starts out strong and, and kind of takes pole position to, to lead us towards the playoffs. What a better conference than the NFC, huh? Dude, I don't know how deep you have to go to pick an NFC team. Ugh. Like, it, it's pretty gross. It's horrible. What was that Calvin Ridley explosion thing? That was a, a little sus. It was super <laughs> sus. Yeah. You should have said that pause. Slide. You should have yeah, said I pause. I, I, in my head, I said pause. I was like, <laughs> Whoa. I did my best to forget. But thank Holy smokes. Much. You like Calvin Ridley, huh? I was more, I was, more, I was oh, trying yeah. to think like fantasy explosion, but you know. Oh, I think it was like the Jag rag, cum rag, and you know, that is, and it's just, it's uh, getting messy here, folks. It's late. It's it's late. late. We're going to wrap it up. That's yeah, enough. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> we'll leave you guys with that. I hope you had a great day. Um, I hope you listen to the end. Yeah, but that that's it. We'll bring some more NFL stuff coming your way. I think we wanted to just kind of cover. I mean, everyone loves a little power rankings debate, a little back and forth. Um, but kind of everything from the offseason cover it all almost in one of how we feel about all these teams moving forward rather than looking backwards. Um, but I think everyone's got an idea of kind of how we feel generally about these teams. So, like, the ground is set of, like, where, you know, where our flags are planted and that kind of thing. So, Hopefully makes the more NFL talk moving forward a little bit more, you know, we don't have to walk you through where we're, we're coming from on each thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. feels good. Glad we were able to do this. I'm looking forward to a lot more NFL talk coming up. Every day, every time.